everybody, Michael Rooker here, and you are listening to Cut to the Chase. Keep listening. Hey guys, this is Christy Carlson Romano, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Hey, what's going on? This is Thomas Ian Nicholas. Uh, you horror fans out there might know me as Bill Woodlake from Halloween Resurrection. Uh, and you are listening to Cut to the Chase. So let's do it. Cut to the Chase, man. Greetings, gentle folk. James DeVille, and you're listening to Lacey Lou on Cut to the Chase. This is Richard Reilly, and I'm on Cut to the Chase. And if you don't jump to any conclusions, you will hear me with Dan and Lacey. You have a podcast, like I do, and uh, it's called Cut to the Chase. I like that. Cut to the Chase. All right, here we go. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. Let me do another one. You're listening to Cut to the Chase. How about this is Michael Rosenbaum and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Um, I don't know if yeah, it's Dan and Lacey. You're listening to This is Michael Rosenbaum, you're listening to Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase and Lacey Lou. How's that? Oh, and um Mike, you like it. If you like horror, you'll want to cut to the chase. The podcast, that is. I know I want to cut to the chase as soon as possible. And what do you know? Here it comes. Fuck you, 2022! What's up, Snuggle Fox? I'm Lacey Lou. I'm Dan Chase. And welcome to our 2022 wrap-up episode. Top 10 extravaganza. Wrap it up. Wrap it up? Wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a year uh it was a weird year <laughs> uh, a, a year of loss a year of growth yeah it was a horrible year in terms of um you, you know we lost some people that were near and dear as well as our little baby who which was a very tough for us you know and if anybody's lost a pet then you know obviously you know she was the like. cut to the chase mascot yeah she so, was the ultimate snuggle fuck and she was the best <laughs> yes. And before we get too emotional, let's just actually talk about some highlights that we had uh, before we get into our best and worst. Yeah, because it wasn't all bad. And see, that's the thing. It's There was some great stuff in, in 2022, Lacey Lou. So, yeah, what were some highlights for you? Oh, God. I mean, if anybody follows us on social media at all, you would have to know of the infamous... I need the helpsies. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because I need to make a snow angel in the motherfucking snow. Now that, and you know what? He's such a poser. That, he still that, has not made a fucking snow angel. I wanted to in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. You you did, well, we have the video to prove it. Yeah, we do, and I, you know what? That's fine. Uh, my whole <laughs> my whole work now wears I need the helpsies shirts. Everybody's fucking got one. It's ridiculous. Yes, which we had a brief stint on a network. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a that was a different experience, kind of uh, spreading our wings a little bit, getting into the video aspect. Yeah, thing. seeing if we wanted to maybe start our own YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's what's in the future for us here at Cut to the Chase. But for now, you just get the podcast. To hear us like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Troy McClure. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was a... It was a strange year. A lot of things kind of just came out of left field. Get it? 
because oh. of the baseball game. Oh, that, which you guys will hear all about that on the Slumber Party Massacre <laughs> uh, Best and Worst episode. So if you want to hear about that infamous story, check it out there. I'm not talking about it here. Yes, you will. That was uh, during July, right? Like 4th of July weekend, I believe? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Something like that. that I was, was wearing a Goonie shirt. Where is that shirt? The white one? Goonies. I don't know. I, I found the Blow Pop one. Yeah. Which would have been more iconic given the situation of what happened. Well, <laughs> now you're tipping your head a little too much. Well, uh, okay, well I'm yeah. trying to promote that episode. For me, that <laughs> was definitely a highlight, but also all the fucking live music that we saw. Oh, God, Demi Lovato. I mean, we saw... Corn. Uh, Corn, Chevelle a few times. Uh, uh, disturbed. disturbed. Uh, Wolf Alice was a fucking fantastic show. What was the one that we went to with Mark? And you just don't, don't get, get it. it. Local, Keep it copacetic. Yeah, local age, yeah. random ass fucking concert. That was great Mark. though. Shout out to Mark, who's just the fucking best, and uh, he was a big part of making this year what it is. Oh uh, my god, we like. I feel like I have a new best friend. I miss him. We need to hang out soon. Him and, and Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan is fantastic too. Like I love them both so much. I'm so glad that I met them. So. That's definitely a big takeaway for me. Very sweet people, from yeah. Yeah, just they, like the friends that you want to fucking have. They were in our fucking 48-hour movie. Right, that's another fucking <laughs> highlight. <laughs> Dressed as Beetlejuice and Doctor, what was his name? Doctor, oh, oh. man, um, oh, And he Jesus. got a, he, he threw the glass of water at Nikki multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great, and like, yeah, so that's what I mean, though, this year was so fucking random, but it was we a lot of fun. We stole pumpkins that were our own pumpkins. We made it look like we stole pumpkins, yes. <laughs> we still have never carved a pumpkin together. We've no. bought, we've boughten pumpkins, we bought, boughten, bought we, we pumpkins. We bought them, yeah. Bought them. We bought pumpkins multiple times, um, but we have never carved them. We we found like the Halloween carvings and ghost face ones, but we Halloween this year was very exciting. Uh, around that time, shooting it and and uh, leading up to the holiday, it was really screamathon. We got some great podcasting done between our Halloween shows and our Christmas and our Christmas shows. That was the big highlight for me. Uh, was kind of. The second half of the year because we didn't really go that hard on all the new releases, which we vow to all of you we will do a better job at keeping up with those horror releases, whether they're good or not. You know, you're, you're going to hear us talk the about them now, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the best thing about a show like this is we've been holding back on some stuff because we haven't, you know, been wanting to reveal or kind of tip our hats as to. We haven't even been telling each other how we really feel about things No, not at all. Not at all. I think this is going to be a crazy fucking show, Lacey. I really do, too. Yes. Like, um, I know we're going to start off with some worse shit, but... Which, can can I say, can I interject and say this, too? I I find that just as exciting, if not more. Well... (laughs) Because I fucking hated so many of the movies that were released this year. But I have to say, though, like... uh, like in previous years, like the past couple of years, yes. like the biggest highlight of my year, yes, honestly, yes. without a doubt, was my cinematic experiences. Right. I have not loved more movies mm-hmm. in a single year than I can remember. Like 2022, when Duncan goes to do his summer series or whatever for wow. 2022, that's going to be the year that's so fucking hard for people to. Established number one. 2022. Yeah. It's crazy how many movies were released and how diverse the movies are. It just feels like such a full fucking year 
like through and through, which makes makes this all the more <laughs> difficult. Uh, but at the same time, you know, getting to rewatch a lot of these movies just reaffirms what what we first felt when we first saw them. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm not only like excited to share my list with you. But I'm like really proud of my picks because like they're ten movies that I can truly say that I fucking loved, and that's the difference between this list and I think any other list that I've done because I can definitively say that is a fucking movie right there. I'm going back to that many times, and I love it. And we have to say that this is the most not only I have prepped but that you have prepped for oh, a year-end show. 100%. And, and this is one thing that I've always been bad at my entire life is keeping up with, with the year-to-year watches. Some years I've been better than others, but most years I it just it's tough because you fall behind and then they just keep fucking racking up. And then by the end, you have so many that it's so overwhelming that a lot of years I wouldn't get out these type of shows. This year is completely different. I feel like we saw everything that we need to see. I believe so. Like, I think there have been some movies that might have, like, been affected by my mood or... But very few. And honestly, I I feel really good about my top ten and honorable mentions. Um, Nine and ten are, like, kind of iffy, like, and could be interchanged with my uh, my honorable mentions at any time. Okay. Honestly. Just depending on, like, what kind of mood you're yeah. in. Yeah. That's, see, and that's the great thing about it. And, like, I know some people are so crazy about fucking lists. And I'm the kind of the same way where you just said where it's like, I, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, ask me a different day and my list will probably be different. I know that for the most part, my list is, is for the most part, like, what I will go with. But with that said... I'll also echo what you just said as well, where they can be interchanged with a couple of my honorable yeah. mentions as well. And I do have to say, we did not put out a uh, best of list last year. No, but we, did not. we both can tell you um, straight up that our number one would have been Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Oh, hundred like, percent. Um, but I can honestly also say, I'm going to say honestly a lot in this episode. I can already tell <laughs> um, that I I haven't had that. Uh, even though I love this this year so much as a whole for film and cinema, yep. um, I haven't felt the same thing that I felt for uh, Promising Young Woman as okay. strongly. Yep. Um, that immediately went into all-time best of right. mode. Right. Um, I, I, so I'm not as passionate as I am for that. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. See, and, and, and you know what? All of that's so valid, but I just look at it like... Yeah, you're right. Like, that for that year was fucking huge. That Spider-Man moment, I don't think they're going to be able to touch that for a long time. It was it was earned. It was over years of of just Same having... Same like Endgame. Say, with Endgame as well. So, like, there's these things that are that resonate with people that, that, that far surpass just calendar years. So, yeah, you're right. When you look back at these things, though, there's been a lot of great shit like that, like Promising Young Woman, where it just blows your fucking mind. That you weren't expecting. As, as to how good it is. Yeah, There was exactly. little little publicity for that film. I think we've seen it, like, Christmas night randomly. Yep, yep. Um, I think it was Christmas night. Uh, it might have been the day after. But um, I just remember, like, that was 2020, so, like... Um, 
that was COVID year, so right. nothing had really came out. Right. Um, nobody, a lot, I think a lot of people classified that as 2021, but we had seen it in 2020, so we classified it as that. And, and so. w- one thing that I've learned about myself, too, and, and I think I've always known it, but now it's kind of um, practicing it a little better and trying to have a little restraint is when it comes to trailers and spoiling things. Because I know myself that the more I find going in surprised, like Promising Young Woman, there's nothing like that surprise feeling. Like, it reminds me of of back in the day where, you know, you'd watch the trailer online or whatever, but you still feel like you were kind of in an exclusive club. Like, you found this movie yourself without it being shoved down your throat with fucking advertising. And we were, like, the first people to see it, and it felt amazing. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, like, in our group. But but then, obviously, it wins awards and everybody loves it, but at the time, though... You feel justified. It felt personal for us. And so I like that feeling of of those type of movies. And I, I even said it when we were watching a trailer the other day. It looked dope, and I was like, "Stop it, boom!" I just don't. Even what was the watch. trailer? I forget. We were yeah. watching a bunch of trailers the other day, but I just didn't want to. I think it was that mystery with that mystery movie that we ended up watching. Oh, with John <laughs> Boyd. John Boyd in the wheelchair. Oh, I, I yeah. never finished it. We're gonna end up doing so, a commentary on that it's because ridiculous. it's ridiculous. You even said that before you watched it. I was like, "This is the you kind of movie." Yes. Yeah, so expect yeah. that. Probably in the next week or two. There's been a lot Whenever of... I get Dan Chase drunk again, we're going to do that commentary. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But like... It's on Paramount Plus. I can't remember the... Dangerous Game, maybe? <laughs> Something. It's No, it's it's like a ridiculous title, too. Oh, it gets even more ridiculous as it goes on. But no, so there have been so many... Okay, look. On top of all the movies we're about to talk about, shit... The amount of TV shows, I mean, we think Do you have a highlighted TV show? Cobra Kai was fucking off the hook. Was that not this year? It was. It feels uh, like it was. Yes. Uh, Terry Silver is like my silver king. Yo, chill the fuck out, first of all. My silver-haired king. Second of all, (laughs) I did not think... I thought, honestly, deep down, and I'm not going to voice this, but... I don't even like ponytails, but I liked him. Calm the fuck down there. (laughs) You look like an uh, orange creamsicle with that. Thank you. I just want to lick you. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> that season was mind-blowingly good. Like, they just brought it right back, and it, it was so much fun. Um, and yeah, that was that was big for me. There were some oh, other oh, shows. Uh, we, we just got into. finished one. Uh, Blackbird. Blackbird was dope. Rest in dude. peace, Ray Liotta. Rest in peace, uh, and uh, Stingray from Cobra Kai too as well. Yeah, he was so he had two. Like the, we Didn't were talking. He won an award for that. He did. He's won it twice now. Dude, he won he's Critics' so good. Choice and I think the Golden Globe. James. James. <laughs> I was like, why is he sound like Mickey Mouse? But no, I just have to say Ray Liotta's <laughs> performance. Yeah. Oh my god! It's so I, I, good. Like I like usually like you can like look back at me, but I was sitting in a different position while we were watching this. I was bawling. Oh yeah, no. I was literally bawling. Like at his performance, like you could just feel. Like I don't know. Like yeah. I, I felt him, and like I love him in Heartbreakers. That's one of my favorite movies. I know yes. that's probably not what most people would equate Ray Liotta to. Well, we're gonna go see Goodfellas soon. We are uh, <laughs> for excited. Brewfest. Um, yes. But yeah, I just. And we also watched, I watched Blow for the first time. We had the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the Johnny Depp trial oh, in 2022. That was, so that was a big that, moment. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, you were fucking into that. You were dialed into that shit. I was. And you know what? I think that's actually a pretty good segue. Is it? I, I think so for our shitters of the year. Okay. Is Aquaman on there? Is it Amber Heard? Uh, well, well, kind of. Uh, well, I, I, I religiously watched that trial. You did. The it was kind of scary. <laughs> it, no, it was it. <laughs> I was obsessed. I was like, I need to know the verdict, Johnny. Like we binged all of his movies. You were like, they start court at eight, but they're late today. <laughs> you were so into it. <laughs> I was. I was. Like, you were into it too. You love my updates. <laughs> it's infectious. What can I say? I know, especially well, it's pop culture. No, really. you're just a fun person in general to get fucking into that shit. So, oh yes. Can but, you imagine if I had been like a adult when the OJ trial was going on? No, no, but that's what it reminded me of. Well, I mean, yeah, but at least this was you know something aside from that. But I do have to say that this trial spawned for me, in my personal opinion. The worst film of 2022. Oh, okay. Which was the 2B original film, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. I like, It was so bad. Or it was called Hot Take, Johnny versus Amber, or something like that. It's on fucking Tubi. It's goddamn atrocious. <laughs> like, I want to do a commentary to it at some point, just because it is that fucking bad. Um, I know that's probably not what people were expecting to hear. But yes, in my opinion, it's the worst film of 2022. It was so fucking bad. I was so annoyed watching it. I was like, did you not watch the trial? Like, it was just like, just quick takes of it. Yeah. And it's not even accurate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's up there for me. Yeah. No, and th- there was just, there was a lot of great shit, both movies and TV shows that came out of this year. I mean, I know, um, you know, our girl Jenna Ortega had a big year again. She did. Which has to do with, obviously, uh, runs concurrent with Scream, which is, it's exciting. It's an an exciting time because a franchise that we love is kind of evolving and you're seeing new stars pop up, but they're relevant, like relevant as fuck like her. So then, she had like five movies this year. Yeah, and that begs the question: like, all right, well, what are plus they, Wednesday? Are they gonna make? That's what I mean. So are they gonna make her role bigger? Are they gonna fucking you know do something crazy like make her the killer? Or you never know. So that's exciting to kind of follow because I do think that how people are seen like that in pop culture affects how they're gonna fucking end up in the movie. So that's exciting to see. That's that's something that we haven't really seen. With the Scream franchise in yeah. a while, you where know? somebody is that of high of celebrity. That's what I mean. Like and and they like well, she. Well, Courtney Cox like, was pretty big. Courtney Cox is big, but H- she Hayden wasn't Penetier the. Was big too when she was in four. So kind was, of, kind, see, and that's what I mean, kind of. But so never now, this level of celebrity at the at the height of their career. Honestly. And she blew up after yeah. kind of, right. Scream Five kind of started it. But she well, was, you, you know, I think on, started, yeah, yeah. But like, like saying, slowly progressed exactly, and then it, it snowballed. She into had a what huge twenty twenty two. She did huge. Yep, absolutely. So, any other TV shows you can think of? Anything on that front before we get into the real shit bombs? Um, I did like the um you season three. Um, I know you still need to finish that. Um, I like oh. what I saw. That you know, the, uh, you know what's weird about that? That's been a. Show that's like on very low key, kind of one of my fucking favorites. Yeah, it's so much fun to watch. It's so like tongue in cheek to where it's like, 
all right, this guy's got to get caught. And finally, I believe they're ending it at season four. But, like, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, did so, they say it was the final season? I believe they did. I don't. I, I do believe I it is. I didn't see a final season anywhere. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think so, baby. Okay, I'm going to check. Okay. Um, while you check that, uh, another TV show that I really, really enjoyed, uh, it's definitely not a Danos thing, but it's called Tell Me Lies, and it is on Hulu, um, and it stars Katie Seagal's son. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I believe his name is Jackson in real life. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it was based off of a book. It was really good. I was thoroughly impressed. Um, if you're, a, um, into, like, toxic romances, definitely check that out. Right on. <laughs> um, that was one of the shows that stood out in my mind. Oh, oh, Ryan Murphy's The Watcher. Uh, oh. White Lotus. Yes, yes, um, yes. Those are, um, I, I just started watching Succession, so um, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, those, uh, White Lotus and Tell Me Lies and The Watcher were probably my three biggest shows of 2022. Yeah. Lots of great shit. What about for you, you uh, Andor? Uh, Andor was fucking great. Uh, all the Star Wars shit. Uh, Kenobi. Kenobi was fucking dope. Yeah, Dan's got you for the dude shit. I got you for the chick shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, there's just a lot of cool shit. Like, I, I know we're going to be missing a bunch of stuff here as far as TV goes because it seems like that's what that's what this culture is, is something will pop up. Real Housewives of Beverly be, Hills. Everybody will be on it and binge watch the fuck out of it and then honestly kind of forget about it for a year or so until something else pops up. So... That will happen, so if we miss anything, sorry, but we got a lot to cover here, so, yeah. I also have to say, rest in peace to James Caan. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Caan. Um, also, uh, Angela Lansbury. Which was one of our uh, favorite uh, theater-going experiences, watching The Godfather. It was. We did, uh, I'm actually drinking out of my yes. Godfather goblet yes. right now. That was an ex- that was That felt like an experience. Like, that was a good time. Like, I th- it came at the right moment. We got, uh, so they have these things called um, Fan Fest um, at our theater that we go to. And if you go to Fan Fest, you get these free drinks. Or not free drinks, but uh, free drink glassware. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you get the momentum to take back with you. Right. To always remember it. And uh, that was actually a first time watch watching The Godfather, if you haven't listened to previous episodes. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm excited to, I wanted to make sure we got through all this because I know that apparently The Godfather 2 is just as long, if not longer. Yeah, right. Uh, before, um, I embark on that journey, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, just another highlight from that year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Any other TV shows, my love? I can't think of any off the top of my head, baby. Okay. What was that one with the fucking, with, uh, what was it, like Adam fucking Scott with the cubicles? Oh, Severance. Severance, that show we, we got into. We watched like one episode and it was yeah, really good. And, and that Brian Cranston one, but... one, Your Honor, but I oh, think, Oh, Your yeah. Honor as well. Yeah. That's another dope fucking show. Mm, mm. I would be remiss. What? We would be remiss if we did not talk about Better Call Saul right now. Oh, shit. I mean, damn. Like, that would, we would be wrong. Okay. Uh, highlights. Howard. Just overall with that Howard. show. Just, yeah. Howard. 100%. <laughs> Always, right? Kim. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the whole cast. Nacho. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, what a uh, fucking, what a surprise. And it was in two parts. Yeah, yeah. 
Like we like, we had to get caught up on it because I you you were caught up but I wasn't right and I was like at season two and at season six that's fucking airing and you're like all right we're doing this before like so it came to the point to where it's like the the break between part one of season six uh-huh. before part before two the, of right and you're like all right we're fucking getting caught up on this because I'm not gonna wait no hurry <laughs> up and so and you're like I want to watch this in real time with you yes. Because that, that, watching the Breaking Bad finale, you know, if that's an experience. The, yeah, those you are have to have those. That, and we did watch it. I, I did make it up in time. Oh, 100%. Oh, we were there. Yeah, I don't want to give, like, spoilers away because, like, right. I know some people aren't caught up. But, like, season six was the best. Well, and it's... And like, my, it was. It was like, it was like you're watching two different shows. But you got to understand, though, too, coming from a place where... Especially, I was the number one fucking naysayer. I I thought really? the show was stupid. I was like, Oh, I loved it because I love. We don't need shit. to see that, but at the same time, it'll be cool to visit this universe. So when season one drops and they got like little hints, I'm like, All right. And even by season two, I'm like, This is really good. It's got that Breaking Bad flair, but not until the very end, the last couple seasons, where you're totally trans transported back to that whole fucking universe and you I want to watch it right now and you're just, just fucking it. in it and like the cameos that they have it's in some ways you can just throw those away but they're they're used and the way they do them is so smart too it's they, emotional they as even fuck. trick you with with some shots and stuff it's like oh wait okay uh it's it's probably one of the one of the more brilliant shows that I've fucking seen and I love shit that's super slow paced like that, and just like, you know, it's not. You're gonna... super happy. I just brought this up. Thank you for bringing. <laughs> no, I I totally forgot. That was a huge, huge part of the year. It was just yeah. The the end was emotional, um, and it brought me right back. So yeah, good call, baby. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Saul. Yeah. That was. <laughs> I yep. I think that's a good point to end our. TV watch. Yes. We watched a shit ton, mind you, but yep. I watch a lot of reality, but we don't give, you know, <laughs> whatever. That shit's fun, too, though. I'm sad Lisa no. Renna's not coming back to Real Housewives. You gotta, you gotta understand something, that, though. Yeah. After just watching shit all day sometimes, I mean, we break it up, we play some games and some video mm-hmm. games and shit like that, but sometimes you need just stupid-ass reality TV show to fucking lighten the mood. So, I'll defend you on that one, because I like it, too. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Yep. Um, oh yeah, uh, that was that would be another highlight of um, we we ended the year with uh, playing uh, Hunt a Killer. Oh my God, what a! F- we played two of them. We that's how we spent our New Year's Eve. We didn't actually go out partying this year, right? Um, we played Death at a Dive Bar, uh, Hunt a Killer game. You know how sometimes you do things just to fucking do them. It felt like if we went out this year, we were just doing it to do it. We weren't feeling it at the time, so we were like, you know what? This feels like more kind of where we're at right now in terms of like, no, I'd rather chill in and, and do something different and play board games or whatever. And that, like, I, you know, like, I was like, yeah, let's do we it. We don't but, need a one night a year to turn it up with a bunch of other people that are turning it up and, you know, potentially yeah, risking also, our lives. <laughs> I'm also with Amateur Night for sure. And so, yeah, like... That felt like a nice way to ring the new year in, and it was. It was fucking Yeah, good. we played some games. We played, uh, I think, Mario Party 2. Yes, we did, which is always fun. And you fun. fucking beat me. I wasn't, yeah, well, that always makes it more fun for me. 
(laughs) Which is rare. It's rare. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just love doing anything with you, but, like, you've always been forcing that kind of stuff. Well, I've been trying to get you to play games. Eh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then we do it, and I'm like, this is so much fucking fun. Like, we have two games over there lined up right now. I got uh, the Beetlejuice game for Christmas. So, best believe that we will be doing a Beetlejuice marathon of the cartoon and the movie. Yes, and we got goosebumps under that, which... We'll uh, marathon the TV series. (laughs) Maybe I'll read you passages from the books. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we have a bunch of fun shit planned. Um, Hell yeah. But but yeah. yeah. So, there's that for TV. Yes, indeed, baby. Would you like to get into one of your worst picks of the year okay there's so many see here's the thing we i i said there's a lot of shit bombs but this was it was a great fucking year but which means i also watched more movies than ever like you said before i like we did our research and so because i watched so many i'm not letting some of these motherfuckers slide no, I, I saw you, I done seen you, and now you're going to get fucking Uh-oh. roasted. Because some of them are so fucking bad that I honestly don't They're even... They're not even good. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Lacey, ladies and gentlemen. I know. All right. Put me uh, on a post. Yeah, okay, so... Oh, man. I probably got, like, 12 or 13 of them. Really? Okay. I had, like, five. Like We... <laughs> well, well, I know um, this one pertains... Particularly into um, the hype, especially from previous entries. And we were both very disappointed in VHS 99. Oh, yeah. Not good. Like, squandered an opportunity, which is worse than having an original idea and doing whatever with it. Like, this was high expectations. A lot you could have done with it did nothing. I mean, that's something that you could easily... You know, like, look at your three best entries, go with that. Right. And it's better, automatically, because you just didn't give us the two shit bombs that you put in between. And yes. Like it, you yes. know what I mean? Yes, yes, Like, and I think that's a huge point with uh, movies, mm-hmm. um, is, do you like movies? Do you like uh, movies? <laughs> um, is that uh, directors um, and editors, like, um, th- they don't know how to edit themselves. I like it all, put it in, like, because I'm pretentious. Like, that's how it feels. Like, not everybody's going to like this. Sure, you do, but you have an audience as well that you need to cater to if you want to keep <laughs> right. making fucking movies. Right. So, and... You're not Kubrick. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> it's a VHS movie. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I just... Like, I'm looking at this, and well, I'm, I was like, all right, there are so many stories that could be told. Totally. This is what you're going with? See, right, and and that's why. See, it's it, it's an event, and they've kind of made, like, a gorilla kind of low-key franchise on the low, where it's got a following, you know? I think it's got a pretty fucking solid, solid following, and, you know, there are going to be years where you don't have fucking your saws. You don't have your, hey, if it's Halloween, it's Saw. I know we're not going to get a Halloween coming up this year. So you've got to have some sort of themed, thematic... Um, Experience? Yeah, and VHS provided that for for a lot of people for, for several years. And this one just fucking fell flat on its face, I think. And speaking of uh, falling flat on its motherfucking face, Lacey Lou, um... Halloween season was kind of uh, home to two major shit bombs uh, in Halloween Ends, which obviously we dissected the fuck out of. 
uh, and also Hocus Pocus. Now, out of those two, I feel like at least Halloween has some redeemable qualities. Um, doesn't necessarily feel like one of the best Halloween movies ever, but it's got some redeeming qualities. Hocus Pocus has got none of that. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, uh, I, people call it like a cash grab. Like, I, I guess if you're considering it a cash grab is in they're wanting people to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Well, it's not a ca- no, it's not a cash grab when fucking people have been demanding it since the fucking year it came out. Right. Like, everybody wanted to follow up to it. Um, no, it's, they felt like a shell of their former characters. It was bullshit. Like, it was so watered down. It Like, the what made Hocus Pocus great originally was the dark atmosphere and tone of this children's movie. Right. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it's iconic. It's quotable. I never want to watch Hocus Pocus 2 again in my life. Oh. I think I fell asleep on it. So many people were excited for it for so long. And when it came out... <laughs> <laughs> I saw nothing but bad reviews for it. So, man, what a fucking disappointment. But uh, in, in a way, I'm kind of relieved because it's over with now. Now the talk can fucking cease. And now we can always have the original. And, and forget that we, one never existed. And now we have the shit sequels while we'll go along with it. <laughs> now, for, for you to mention Halloween Ends, though, um, I actually created a new little segment for myself. For yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, it's... Uh, can I join in on this segment? Yes, 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 you can. And this is what I like to call, kind of liked it, could have been better. Okay. Um, right. Because I didn't hate it. There were elements of Halloween Ends that I really did like. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we talked about it for like three hours with Craig Edwards. So, right. I mean, there's a lot there to discuss. And if you really want to know our thoughts on it, I suggest checking out that episode. Right. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, I, upon first watch, I did, but then when I rewatched it, I liked it. And it's one of those movies, like, I'm kind of thinking about still. Right. So, I, I mean, I don't hate it. I kind of liked it. Kind of hate it. I don't know. Like, it's it, it's somewhere in between. But, I, and I also think, I think all the Halloween fans in us hated it. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the people that, that like, people that take risks and experiment with especially franchises like this, I mean, it's... It's admirable and it's cool, but I also think that the risk that they took because of the choices that they set up with this whole new timeline, I don't think any of it matched up. I don't think any of it made sense. I don't think it it, it didn't make sense because why do those things if you're not going to pay them off? And and let's face it, Michael Your Myers... Your mother's no Sharon Stone? Yes, that and Michael Myers was a bitch in this movie. So that's why it was on my worst of list. I just hated it. Yeah, see, I didn't hate it, and that's okay. We can differ on that. I, let me, let me, I hated parts of it. Yeah. I didn't hate it all It could have been better. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yes. Like, the part where he's cutting off the DJ's tongue and he's stomping those kids out and shit like that, that was great. I wish we saw a lot more of that. But man, when he's riding around on with the fucking there are some ass really bad moments. Emo music. Um, but I will take this over Halloween Kills any day. Yeah. And for that reason alone, that's why it does not make my worst. Right. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Halloween Kills would have made my worst list of 2021. Well, I'd give it a couple, Lizzie Lou. I think it's your time to give us one of your shit bombs of the year. Oh. Um. Okay. Um. The most overhyped fucking movie and um. Of the year for me. Yes. Um, 
Nothing is worse than a movie that's boring and uh, unlikable characters. And for me, that movie is Jordan Pills. Oh. Nope. Yeah? Yep. That It's by far my worst film of the year. I hated every fucking minute watching it. I was so bored. Um, well, not every minute because I did like the Gordy shit. But aside from that, uh, give me a whole movie based around Gordy. And uh, maybe that was Jordan Peele's point. I don't know. But the rest of his movie was total garbage. I did like Angel, and I did like the um, I wear my sunglasses at night, slowed oh, downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from that, I did not like this film at all. Um, yeah. It's boring. Um, it's got an inflatable fucking spaceship. Um, <laughs> the the Daniel character, he's so um, bland. Oh, my God. Like, he was so good in Get Out. Yeah. Um, this, like, don't put this dude on a ranch. This dude does not belong on a ranch. Yeah. You know? Um, I hate fucking Kiki Palmer. Always have. She is in the worst part of Scream, which is Scream Season 3 Resurrection. So maybe I just hate her due to that, but I also hated her character in this. She was annoying as shit. Her clothing style didn't make any fucking sense to me whatsoever. I personally just hated this movie. I don't get the hype for it. Uh, you just don't get it. Yeah, no, I got it. I just don't like it. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, I did like the raining blood scene. That was fucking cool. When it sucked up all the people, digested them, and then it started raining blood. Other On than... the specific house that's trying to film them? Correct. Right. Yeah, right around that area. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, right. No, you're absolutely right. What a disappointment because, yeah, everybody... You know, and you can really tell... The people's opinions that don't matter because they're like, "What's oh, another fucking masterpiece, bro? Like, what are you fucking talking? That is not a masterpiece. Uh, Get Out is hundred percent. Yes, that's a five this, out of five. Not so us much. is like like a three point five four. Well, we we us is debatable. I think people are on the fence, but I would say that the majority of the people did not like this movie. It was not cohesive. In, by any stretch of the imagination, and yeah, the thing with Gordy, the fucking monkey, uh, like you said, there was a point there, we got it, but it wasn't needed, and it was it just felt out of place, and it felt misjointed, or disjointed, however you want to fucking put it. But, I would say that, yes, if you were basing something predicated upon the fucking hype, then this would be the number one offender, and it sucked. What a disappointment. But you know what? This it's not is, the only disappointment. <laughs> it's definitely not the only disappointment. But you know what? We give Jordan Peele the benefit of the doubt. He we're, can come we're back. We're going to fucking see everything that dude ever puts out. It just so happens that um, His this one third, was a yeah. dud. Um, one, I think that probably pissed us off the most. Yep. Um, I know I just said that was my worst, but... Um, I think the reason that this one pissed me off so much is because it came out a week after Scream came out. Okay. And everybody, like, is just hyping this fucking straight-to-streaming fucking bullshit fucking movie, which is Texas Chainsaw. Oh, man. Like, I mean, okay, so there's, like, one good part in this movie, and it's when the bitch gets her head ripped off at the fucking end. But that, that was a good point, though, because... I remember a lot of discussions going around where it was franchise versus franchise. Like, how can you even compare the two, in my opinion? You can't. You fucking can't. There's no, there's no comparison. 
Like, you want to talk about, uh, like, at, like, all right, so you want to bring back returning characters. For one, this actress passed the fuck away, right? But you're going to bring her back as somebody that's not her. Right. And then you're going to make her, which is, I'm referring to Sally, everybody, from the original, which I, that's not even my favorite film of this franchise, which is part two. But at the same time, you're going to bring back this ultimate final girl that everybody fucking raves about. And then... You, you're going to do her dirty like that? Right. Like, what? Like, I've been searching for him for... So, he's been in two towns over! Two towns over! And then you're just going to die like a bitch? Like, you just brought a shotgun to a chainsaw fight? But, but right, and, and but it begs that question where it's like, well, what... Fuck. There's no cohesive tissue whatsoever. There's no foresight. There's no... Hey, we're gonna set up another movie. It's a it's a one and done. So you bring back this character, like you said, just to kill her off. And, just, and in the pussiest way ever. And it's not even like a, a battle. It's, it's you killed my friend. It's not even what? a dignifying death. What the fuck? And but it also does highlight the reasons why we love certain franchises and why, you know, they need to have their day in the sun and why they should be appreciated because there's other ones just dro- not only dropping the ball, dropping the bowling ball on your foot, stumbling around, falling, cracking your fucking head. That's what this fucking franchise is. It's oh. just a lot of incoherent stumbling around and and no no one movie really connects to the next. Um and, and it's just all over the place. Sorry, I digress. The only thing that I liked about this movie was that it made me appreciate Texas Chainsaw 3D. But you can't... But here, <laughs> here's my fucking problem, though. Like, when 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 we talk about these slashers, right? Like, you, you gotta break down all these different franchises, too. But, like, yeah, everybody's trying to have fun with them. But you don't have to fucking dumb yourself down... To the point where you're fucking mentally, like, basically, like, it's like pouring just fucking rubbing alcohol on your brain and being like, okay, like, this this will suffice. Like, this is horrible. This is fucking disgusting. This is, this is irresponsible to the franchise, I think. And to be a part of something like that, I can't imagine... Being a part of something like that and just being like, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Like, <laughs> can't wait for the next one. And everybody says, like, oh, the bus scene. Like, dude, what? Like, what? All those people get massacred by one dude with a chainsaw? Okay, as men, here, you, 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 us three, we're going to tackle him, go for the eyes. We're done here. That's like, So, stuff like that, you know? And you got nobody sacrifices themselves. There's no heroes anymore. There's there's a lot of shitty people that you want to call anti heroes. It's like ugh. Like well, sometimes like you're kind of rooting for Leatherface in this one, right? Uh, well, that see, and that's the problem though. They try and make like them the hero uh, or the anti hero of the franchise. They did that with 3D, and I thought that that had an interesting place to go. Uh, but that never fucking happened. Again, this franchise has no foresight to do anything other than make a movie and then say, they, they oh yeah, we're, we're going to have another sequel coming, and then, oh no, something happened, so we're going to just start a new one. Bring what? back fucking Alexandria Daddario. Dude. Like, clearly, like, she's 
you know, money yes. in the franchise. Like, why haven't we seen something with that? You could completely go off of that one. They had... That would have been more beneficial than bringing back Sally. 100%. Bill Mosley was brought back, but as a different character. Right. Like, you can do things that show love for the franchise and... And, and it, not shit on the OG. And I felt like this one did, and it felt disrespectful, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the original. But I'm curious, though, to find these fucking Texas Chainsaw fans that... That love it and will defend shit like that. Other than like the whole argument where you have to shut off your brain. It's just fun. I ref- like I'll shut off my brain to a certain extent, but like it has to be believable, or else I'm just watching like a cartoon. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I it do. just seems so fucking stupid. So yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw was garbage. Was complete fucking garbage, and you're absolutely right. That made for some fun debates uh, early on in the year. And everybody's like, oh, this year's starting off crazy. Where's it going to go? And I don't think anybody really anticipated where this year was going to go in terms of horror releases. Yeah, it, honestly, the year is fire. And we'll get into some of those fire releases later. Yep. Um, I have two more on my list. How many more do you have? Oh, I got a shit ton. No, oh, okay. Well, um, I'll mention one that I think is on your list. Okay. Which is Watcher. Oh my god, Watcher was horrible. Was that on your list? Fuck yeah, it was. Okay. Um, yeah, like, it, it's pretty forgettable. Um, it's, uh, god, what's her fucking name? It Follows. Yeah, whatever. And uh, she's being followed again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, in, a, in, in a foreign city. Uh, I think, like, Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, oh god, like, it, the ending of this movie is so bad. Um, I wanted to like it so much. I really did. Like, I had just watched um, a bunch of films for Slumber Party when this had came out, too. Right. Um, we did uh, Stalkers. We did a bunch of Stalker films, and uh, this came out after we had did that episode, and I was just like, oh, my God, I just watched so many good Stalker movies. Yeah. You know? And yep. then I was like, oh, this could have fit in, and I go to watch this fucking thing, and it's just bad. Yeah. I, like... Like, watch the movies that we watched on that episode versus watching this fucking movie. Right. And, yeah. and it's just so predictable, and it's so paid by numbers, and it's it doesn't try and do anything. You know, there's so much set up in these movies and so many possibilities as to, okay, well, what if this is going on? And, and you're trying to kind of figure it out. And then to fucking, you know, kind of deal with what they gave us, I... Fuck you. <laughs> That's just so lazy and stupid. And I'm like, really? We're doing this again? And like, any fucking, any close resemblance to, to fucking Rear Window, you can suck my ass. This is nothing like Rear Window. Rear Window's a masterpiece. This is just fucking retreading the same fucking tropes that are done in every other thriller slash mystery murder fucking thing. Murder. And it murder. Murder. And it fucking sucks. It and was, I hated it. They were murder. They were murder. Alec Cullings. The time for talking is done. The time for talking is done. Yeah, everybody check out uh, Traders on Peacock with uh, Alan Cummings. It's amazing. All right, so Watch was horrible. Also, probably one of the worst fucking and annoying characters in uh, Dash Cam. Oh. Dash Cam was not fun. I did not <laughs> like that character at all. I felt like squirmy. Like, I don't the magnet chick? It. Yeah, it's just too much. So uh, that was another one. Now, this one I actually think might kind of surprise you, but it's kind of, um, 
it's been irking me the last couple weeks ever since we saw it in the theater. The last couple weeks? Yes. Last couple weeks. So we've seen this recently? Uh, ish. What movie? Uh, this movie is Bones and All. No! I did not like this movie. No? I wanted to. Okay. It had all the makings of like, hey, I really like that. That was a really artistic taste take on this and um i don't feel that way at all no <laughs> no 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 and i wanted to love it and and i i don't even think i like it yeah i could tell you weren't like into it like at all i get that the uh the, the old basement dude from family guy say i got some candy in my basement no stop that it. guy he's cool i like his performance he was really, you talking about sully sully yeah his performance was he uh, was on another movie that we just watched yeah he, oh that that oh my god that movie you forgot was, about it didn't i forgot you? about that movie i love that movie I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the, 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 the shoemaker. No, the, no, the, the, the outfit. Or, the outfit, yes. Was it the outfit? The outfitter. The outfitter, something. Outfit, yes. That movie was Andy great. Miller recommended this one. He was fucking great in that. Not you, Andy Miller. Thank you for the recommendation, though. But no, um, I just... Something about this movie, it screamed like pretentiousness, too. Especially, and it's no fault of his own, but the actor that they got who's blowing up right now... Um, that I just didn't like Timothy Chamolet or whatever. I think he was all right. I think he did a serviceable job, but I just didn't like any of the characters. And then after the year we just had with David Gordon Green, and he's just gonna show up on my fucking screen. I, I just I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So that's kind of um, yeah one of the surprises to me at first because I was like it's one of those where I was like yeah. I, I like I want to like this movie and like I thought about it the more I thought about it it went the opposite direction and I really just fucking ended up hating it so that <laughs> is on my worst of list uh, what else we got oh man I got a bunch baby um, <laughs> alright so but this one was also a recent watch and it made me want to crawl out of my fucking skin with fucking Viggo Mortensen in that goddamn chair <laughs> Crimes of the future. You know what I'm saying? Cronenberg. Oh, Cronenberg is just not my shit. Like I, I, I know who the fuck Cronenberg is, um, and I the know fly, he's a baby. staple. I get it. I get it. With the, but this is not the fly. This is with the fly is the exception. Like Cronenberg just isn't my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. Do my you thing. like the fly? Uh, I love the fly. It's great. It was a great movie. Like it had heart. It had a lot to it. Yeah, and it like, was sad yeah. and yeah, but like this. Was not that. It was Scott Speedman and he had a little dead baby and he was like... Eating uh, a trash all... can. Yeah, he was eating a plate or whatever. No, he was the eating the trash can. can. Whatever he was eating. He's like a little trash can eater. He's a little trash can eater and like Vigo with the fucking... I just didn't get it. And then Kristen Stewart's got a boner for him and I'm like, I do Avant-garde performances and just like really artsy fucking bullshit. And then Scott Speedman gets it at the end and that was like shocking but then I'm like, you know what, though? Fuck this movie. Because, like, it almost has to do something like that. 
uh, as like a shock thing. And I'm just... so glad you have a list of words oh, because like uh, no, I, I really enjoyed the year more than not. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we're we're co- kind of coming to a close here, but Crimes of the Future is definitely on my worst of list. Yeah, that would have made mine as well. But I just you didn't know enjoy. What? It's not. A, it wasn't a fun watch. Like I wasn't no. engaged. I. It's just. There are certain things that are for people, and then certain things that are for me, and that just one wasn't for me. Okay, you know what else wasn't for me? What? Uh, 2022 Sam fucking Raimi. I hated Doctor Strange. Did you? Holy shit, did I hate it. Oh, it had moments, No, what? Okay, tell me what those moments were, though, because, like, honestly... Oh, come on, they were about Professor X. Like, yeah, they, for they what brought reason? That to kill him. To kill him. Well, what are come you on, don't you kind of want to see It was a flex. It was a Marvel flex saying, ha-ha, we got the X-Men. And we're going to kill we're gonna, him. Wow, we're going to murder Patrick Stewart <laughs> and Jim from The Office, which was a great idea, but now they're like, now we're not making him Jim from The Office going forward. What do you mean? That was perfect. Yeah. It was just kind of He would of be a, great casting for It him. was a flex. Yeah. I know, but it was a unnecessary flex. They yeah. did the same no, thing. No, the, the point is, it's the, the title of the film is what? Doctor Strange sucks ass. No, what's the title that's, of the film? The that's Multiverse the of Madness, Yeah, right? and they we got to see three too. multiverses. They like, were like raindrop eyeballs bouncing down the street. Fuck you, no, What dude. do you mean you're given this opportunity oh, to like right. multiverse, dude? Right, 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 right. Go into like hit people's hearts with shit. Well, I do have to say, yes, Elizabeth Olsen, although extra it as was fuck, her movie. she was great. It was her movie. She was great. Um, Rachel McAdams, this is probably her worst movie. Oh, man, yeah. And like, her mole. Yeah, her mole. I wasn't going to say Her it. double moles. I wasn't going to say it. Like, I don't know. That thing gets bigger with every performance she does. Yeah. But yeah. No, it was just, it was annoying to see... Mole. Bruce Campbell. Mole, mole, mole. <laughs> I gotcha. To see Bruce Campbell in that kind of role, to see kind of... There's the hot dog cart guy. But, but this is also, keep in mind, this is coming off of Spider-Man, which was masterful in my opinion... And to to recently go back and watch some Evil Dead shit, and, and obviously the new movie's coming out, and Evil Deadness is on the rise. Yeah, I don't um, know why I Sam was, Raimi is doing Marvel. It, like, it I have no, like, like, like why are you doing this? It's just, it doesn't feel right. Um, look, I didn't hate it like you did. Oh, I did. Um, but I don't love it. Um, like, it, it was watchable. Like, there are some movies that were just completely unwatchable to right, me. Right, right. Um, but I get it. Like, you're a Marvel guy, so you know this genre better uh, than I do. Well, listen, I love, like, and this was... You love good movies? Yeah, well, I love good <laughs> Marvel movies like it was in the first phase and shit, but now it's really the Oh my Beast god, phase one. four is the fucking worst. It is, and that's why it really, like, going forward, it definitely shows promise. You know, bringing in Daredevil and hopefully Punisher and all them too and shit, but like now it's just kind of weak. Uh, with Black Panther as the exception as well. I thought that was fucking fantastic. But, like, yeah, just Doctor Strange really disappointed me. Okay, I got one more that is on this list. I got one more as well. Uh, actually, I got two more. Should I give mine? Yes, do it. Okay. Uh, mine is one that we actually... All right, so we compiled a list. Yes. That we... It was must-see... Um, TV. Before... Must-see TV, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, must-see movies before we compiled our best of list. Yeah, because we wanted yeah. to make sure we left no stone unturned and we lost Because all we didn't do it last year. So 100%. we really wanted to make sure we went hard. Yep. And uh, this one was suggested by the one and only Mike Maryhoe. Oh, okay. And um, this 
was, uh, and I thought due to the cast with uh, Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth, well, I mean, he's hit or miss, honestly. Let's be, let's, let's be real. Um, you know, I, I, he's fucking terrible. And (laughs) honestly, um, this movie's resurrection and we just watched this yesterday. Yeah. And I literally was like tossing, turning, just like, I, I hate this fucking movie. I'm so bored. Right. And you literally said at one point, spoilers, everybody, um, you already should know that if you're listening to our show. Um, spoilers. Dan said, if this shows fucking Tim Roth having a baby inside of him, uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm, is that what you said? I couldn't yeah. remember the exact line, but something, but literally like, cause there was, I, I, look, I don't even know the fucking premise of this goddamn movie. Maybe it's just above <laughs> my pay grade or my head. No. No, it was all, like, metaphorical. and. and but there was literally a baby in Tim Roth. That was the non-metaphorical part. Like, was it real? Was that, like... Yes. I, I It was real. Okay, so, but, like, I, like, it's just so fucking stupid. Right. I literally hated this movie. I don't get it. Like, there are movies that, like, Mike will mention to me that, like, I do like. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about one of those a little bit later. Yes. But, like, this one, no. Right. Like, this is fucking terrible, and you should be ashamed of yourself, Mike. Wow. <laughs> like, for real. And I couldn't agree more. Was that on your list as well? Uh, yes, it was, actually. Yeah? Uh, but, no, I, that one, I was, I kind of passed over because I got, I feel like, bigger fish to fry with, with worse movies of this year. Uh, uh, two more before we Did get out Did you say bigger fish to fry? Bigger fish to fry? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the, the first one before I kind of wrap up this whole shit show... Uh, we saw on my birthday or around oh, my birthday. Oh, God. Death in the Nile. How bad was that? It was pretty bad. Army Hammer, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most predictable thing. Like, it's Agatha Christie, but like. It's bad. God, though. like, reinvent the wheel with it. Like, take some liberties. And this, this on the heels of. Him being a cannibal? Well, that, that too, yes. No, we're talking about like. Murder mysteries. There's been a lot of them. There was Glass Onion, which, eh, no. Like, that was very middle of the road. I'm not going to say it was on my worst list, but I did not like that movie. It, it it failed at doing certain things for me. So that one accompanied with this one. And there were some other ones as well. A lot of murder mysteries. Uh, even, like, Bodies, 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 something like that. No! But, uh, did you forget about that one? Yeah, it's not on any of my list, so I, I think that means it's a pass. Same. No, and that's why, and I'm glad that yeah. we just brought it up because... Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed that movie, but, yes. like, it's, um, you know, like, I'll throw that on any time. It's kind of middle of the road in terms of... Actually, we'll probably watch the, it after we record this now. But <laughs> tonight. Uh, yeah, so it's very middle of the road for me as well, because there are a lot better movies, but there are also a lot worse movies, too. 100%. Like, it... And there was a lot of those this year. All right, so I gotta. Uh, you got one more. I got one more. You know what this is. I have a feeling. Yeah, I I can't believe. I'm actually going to stop you. No, I gotta say it. What? Why? Why no. stop me now? Ah, uh, I might have to. Why? Because maybe it's on my top ten. If this movie's on your top ten, I will fucking walk out the door right now. Will you? And do a snow angel. There are no snow. There is exactly. no exactly. Exactly. No. There is no way that the whale... Oh! 
<laughs> okay. I was on, a little scared there. It's on your fucking top ten list. No. Okay. Uh, Lacey, well, before I get into my thoughts, what are your thoughts on uh, the web? Um, okay. <laughs> so we just seen this yesterday. Uh-huh. Literally. And I know that uh, I posted about it, but I really didn't post my thoughts. Right. Um, just because I, I kind of want to take it in because we just seen it. Yeah, of course. And honestly, um, the movie's more bothersome than not. Um, I think Brendan Fraser was basically playing an elevated 600-pound version of himself from Blast from the Past. Which, and I love Blast from the Past. <laughs> but it's literally the same fucking character. He's so positive. <laughs> literally. Right. Like, I'm, I, I shit you not. Like, literally, it's the same fucking character, but only in this version he's gay and 600 pounds yeah um i don't know why people thought this was heartbreaking this person did this to themselves right um clearly people are saying go to the hospital go to the hospital go to the hospital like it's it's a choice i like i I, I feel sympathy for somebody who's just sitting there waiting to die eating two meatball subs back to back like and you have this daughter that's coming around and is clearly coming around now because she wants to see you and spend time with you like it's just like i i'm a different breed and if if you if that's heartbreaking to you that this person um chose death even though he's this ultimate positive person right and i and the fact that, like, he's going through his daughter's Facebook and she's, like, posting pictures of, like, dead dogs. I'm sorry. I had problems liking anybody in this fucking... Well, that's the problem, too, right? Like, They're I don't, all... like, I don't, like, the, the mom's an alcoholic. Yeah, sure. We all have relatable issues and shit at some point. Yeah. Um, and this is, on top of that, Darren. Aronofsky. Yes. Yeah. And uh, no, thank you for well, like no, like Mother is one of my all time favorite movies. It's like top ten for me. There's so there's and, so I mean, much Black Swan, in there. There's, there's so much in there. Dream, and this is what you come out with. And I don't. This is your follow up so to Mother. Like I don't. I don't understand it. Um, and I don't know. I got like I would. I I was rooting for Brendan. I was. Yeah. You know. I was like, ah, he's made a comeback because he's had such a hard time, and like right. I was so happy for him. But then I listened to his fucking speech uh-huh. at the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah, and that I didn't I know n- because he <laughs> referenced the ending of this film, right? Which was his daughter wanted him to walk towards her. It's kind of a spoiler, also. I don't give a fuck. No, oh, on yeah. his part. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, to, to the <laughs> I world. Like, I was like, I don't give a fuck. This movie sucks. Yeah, right. But no, like <laughs> I don't understand how this movie's heartbreaking at all. These characters are completely unlikable. They're unhinged. Like. Right. No, like you posted a photo of a dead dog. Like, sorry, not on your side. And, and, and I, I couldn't. I can't, and I love Sadie. Yeah. Like she is phenomenal in Stranger Things. No, but she sucked in this, and she was super fucking mean. Cunty. She's like, I fucking hate you. Uh, and it was just like, I don't like any of these characters. I thought they were gonna do something cool at one point with the. You could see the shadows of the people coming in. Through the windows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was. Door. I thought maybe the setup like, was cool. Like yeah. it was. So, like it, you, that was but, there. Yeah. But 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 barely though. That yeah. that is, is like you could tell he wanted to go so much darker with it, and it's definitely Danny, though. But no, I feel like he could have done so much, <sighs> and he can do so much with with so little. And this was literally just. It's a straight up. Instead, drama. we get him it's, overdosing on pizza. 
jelly and Doritos. Like, he starts binge eating and throwing up and shit like that. And it's like, alright. But to me, it didn't even say anything profound. It was just like... What? Like and for what reason is he doing this? We're supposed to love these people no matter Be- what? Like, because dude, his lover committed suicide? That's what made him obese? Because he was anorexic? Right. Like, right. so it was like two opposite sides of the spectrum? Like, I'm sorry, like, I just... Well, but and besides the story, like we said, if it's Aronofsky, there's no flair whatsoever. It's so straightforward. It's a straightforward, depressing family drama. And I know that's what he was going for. But it's so depressing and there's nothing to it that it's just like, all right, I'm done here. And honestly, the only kind of flair or kind of weirdness there is is that reference that he, is that moment that he referenced. And it's so bad and it's right at the end and then you just cut and it's like, fuck you. What a waste. As much as Jordan Peele. It felt like was a letdown. I felt like this was just as much as a letdown. I haven't had as much time to process that. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I've had a lot. And I had a rewatch of Nope. And I I couldn't say, I can say I wasn't bored watching this. Do you remember when you first saw Mother, though, and how mind-blowing? I had to go see it again. Exactly. Exactly. Like, his movies have that effect on you. This one does not, yeah. They're crazy. This one, it just makes this you is, want to get out of This is Jordan Peele's nope. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You really think so, about it. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for Worst of as well. And there were a lot of bad ones, but you know what? This was such a fucking phenomenal year that we got some good ones too, baby. So what do you say you want to get into them? I do. All right. <laughs> um, I'm kind of scared to talk about my number 10. Why? Because this is the one that I thought was going to make your worst of list. Oh, okay. So, um, I think this might surprise you. Or, I don't know, maybe you might even surprise me. But, um, <laughs> I'm like looking at you and I'm kind of scared, I'm not going to lie. Um, Alright, so, coming in hot at number 10 for Lacey Lou's best of 2022 list yes. is... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the one and only... Don't worry, darling. Oh, okay. All right. You don't hate it? Oh, baby. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Did you forget <laughs> about this movie? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, But it wasn't on your worst of list, so that means you somewhat respected it. It does. 100%. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay, so I wanted to start by saying that the films that are on my top ten are films that I just immensely enjoyed while I was watching them. Right. And, you know, it, it's all accounting for taste, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it depends on the individual that's watching the film and what they're going through as they're watching it. And I'm sorry, but Florence Pugh and Harry Styles going down on her, that was pretty hot. Fucking sexy as hell. <laughs> um, yes, the last act does fall very, very flat. And it's very convoluted, but at the same time, I liked it. Uh-huh. It's, it's fucking weird. It's one of those, and th- there was another film that I was debating on putting at number 10, and I'll talk about that once we get to our honorable mentions, or if it's on your list. But it, it was so back and forth. This was my hardest yeah. um, choice to put. But I don't know, the cinematography was awesome. I really loved the throwback to the 50s. That was played perfectly, in my opinion. It's a dope setup. And I love the costumes. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't 
know. I just really enjoyed this movie. I did, regardless of whether it was probable or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was fun. Um, right. Obviously, like, I, I didn't see The Wonder, but um, Florence Pugh is amazing, and her performance was standout. Yeah, she's great. She was great in it. All the performances were actually really good in it. Um, it fell flat for me because it's not often where my reaction will be, what? That's how you're going to fucking, what? <laughs> and the ending of that movie, um, you know, prompted that in me. And I don't know, I just can't get behind it. I think it's sloppy at the end. I think that there's so many ways that they could have wrapped it up without, you know, giving us tons of exposition. But show us actually what's going on. Definitely give me, like, Black Mirror vibes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The cerebralness of it. Ooh, I, I like that word. I thought it was going to be more, and, and they never explained that either. Remember, we were like, well, why is the fucking, why is the window pushing up against her? Is that a glitch? Like, what's happening here? Well, so, I think it's, like, suffocating and, like, it's It's, it's a physical representation yeah, of that. And I get it. And I get it. And it's... It all mirrors, like, all the olden stuff, too, which is crazy. Like, of men being, like, they're the ones that go to work. Yes, it very is. And it needed to be, like, if you're going to hit those notes, it does need to be hit your nail on the head. Yeah, it, it need, they needed a follow-through. And then the explanation was so weak, and it's so bizarre, and it's so, like, weird and kind of creepy. It's very um, uh, Stepford. It's very misogynistic in a lot of ways, too, which I get that's what they're going for. I just think the execution of that at the end really fl uh, fell flat on its face because they give no explanation, and they give no explanation in terms of, like, well, if this happens... They needed to expand really... more upon the world. Yeah, uh, 100%. Which was created and how it was created and all of that. Like, I mean, it's, a, it's an over two-hour-long movie. spending 20 minutes looking for a plane. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like more They could have done a yeah. little more. Like, Chris Pine's character was fucking fantastic. But... We don't know shit about him. He just got stabbed in we the heart. We don't even know what he looks like. Like, we know was his... And how did his wife know? Uh, right. Like, and I'm that's... sitting here complaining about it, and it's my top ten, but I literally just yeah. enjoyed it for the performances. Yeah. No, I'm totally... And, and I'm seeing glad... a uh, fucking... Uh, Pimply-faced hairstyle. Pimply-faced, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I was thinking of another word for pimply, but... Yeah, yeah, Acne. No. Yes. Crater face. Yes. Harry Styles, yes. Yeah, and, and I thought he was great, too. Yeah, it was a very kind of sad movie. Uh, yeah. Because, obviously, like, people sometimes, when you're in relationships, you feel inferior to your partner, and you just want nothing more than their love and affection. Uh -huh. So, like, I mean, I've never been in that situation, but, like, I, I, I can understand it from that viewpoint. I wish that had been more explored. Yeah. But um, I loved the cinematography. I I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed watching it when we were in the theater. Right. I was guessing up until the very end. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, it was fun, too, watching it, like... It was exciting trying to guess. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're not ragging on me for this being oh, number 10. Oh, no, no, I could never. I could never. Now, the only thing more shocking than your number 10... Might be your number 10? I think so. Uh-oh. Now, Whoa, this, ah. this one, uh, it was tough because, man, you see a lot of movies and a lot of movies fall by the wayside and you're like, I don't know if it's going to come back or whatever, but there is this one movie that stuck with me all year long... 
And the fact that it kind of lands at number 10, I'm really proud of this. And that is our boy, Ben Affleck, in Deep Water. Oh. Yes, Deep Water is on my list. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was kind of a throwback to those kind of thriller mysteries that um, weren't necessarily horror or whatever, but they they felt like some shit was going to go down. And in this movie, some shit definitely goes down. You called and it Cuck the Movie at one point. It is. It's like Cuck <laughs> the Movie. And um, there's some fucking hot scenes. You talk about the Florence Pugh scene. There's another scene in this movie. Where yeah. Ben Affleck gets to eat Anna Diarmas's ass. Thank you, Lacey Wood. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think this is a surprise at all. No? Uh, because this is my number nine. Oh, baby! <laughs> so, yes! Like, you don't yes! think I didn't have any Affleck in my fucking Now, did like, you? <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Affleck. Like, uh, he's now, my main dude. Did well, you, besides Paul Rudd, but did yeah. Did you think that it was going to be on my list? I did, because uh, oh, really? we, we had kind of like... Oh. Sim- like, we both, like, uh, mentioned it a lot this last week without, right. like, mentioning it. And... Was this the one you wanted to rewatch? This is the only one that I didn't, like, rewatch. We watched this very early on in the year, too. But I remember being like, yo, Affleck, you the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great because, like, you don't know if, You don't know. Like, and you know what? This this one, I'm, I feel comfortable without even spoiling it. Right. Because... I don't think a lot of people know about this movie. It's Deep Water. It's on Hulu. It stars Ben Affleck and Anna Diarmas. Yeah. Uh, it's a great throwback to like the '90s seductive thrillers, thrillers right? And uh, yes, and I I just appreciated it so yeah, fucking right? much. Yeah. And that's why it makes my number nine. Oh, that's um, awesome. But yeah, that's literally my number nine. That's crazy. Um, I did have it higher up on the list, but then I started watching more things. And But it is one that has never left my brain. Yes. Same. You same. know, um, I, I would throw it up there with like, oh, God. Uh, what was that movie with Michael Keaton in the... Where he's like stalking his neighbor. Oh, Pacific Heights. Yes, yeah. like it's like in the realm yes, of that. Yes, yes, yes. You and know those what I mean? Movies are fun. Like, like single white female kind of thing. They're not like, horror. They're not like. But they, oh, they, they 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 teeter on the edge. They're murder mystery yeah. type deals. Yeah, no, that movie's fucking and, fun. And Ben Affleck was great in this role. <laughs> right. And uh, you kind of. Yeah, you just really enjoy like going through the mystery of it all. Yes. And this is. A mystery done right, death on the Nile done wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it really does keep you guessing too, and and it really gets under your skin, and you're like, is this really fucking happening? Well, What's going on? Well, and, and like, then the ending it has you spec- speculating yeah. of like, so where does this go from here? Uh, right. You know, and a lot of people say it's like the off Gone Girl, blah 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 blah. But it's got Gone Girl vibes, it does, though. It's yeah. that kind of darkness that I. I like. love that he's doing these kind of movies. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah, fucking Batman, man, he's the best. So that was my number nine. Perfect. So your ten, my nine. What's your nine? Oh wow, we're going right back to it. Okay. Well, we, you got it. Sorry. Um, Sometimes this happens here. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking I was looking at the whole list and I was thinking about just um, variety and how variety. Wow, I didn't know that was a song. And oh, uh, no, that's a whole <laughs> thing. Have I ever told you that story? No. Oh, you don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'm looking at all these movies, and a lot of them are horror, and a lot of them are, like, 
you know, thrillers and stuff like that. But I'm like, man, I just love, like, buddy comedies. And the Nicolas Cage uh, unbearable weight of massive, massive talent. talent. It's an honorable mention for me. It is. Okay, yes. good. Yeah, it made my number And you nine. know how much I love him. Now, this one, listen, is this the funniest fucking movie you're ever going to fucking witness in your entire life? No, absolutely not. But if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, you're going to fucking appreciate it. You know, you got the Mandalorian in there as well who's having a fucking huge year uh, coming off last year as well. Um, this buddy comedy just worked for me. There's that one scene where they're just tripping balls, and there's so many things that just make up for a classic comedy, and you don't get many of those. I mean, there are a couple other ones that I could mention that didn't make my list or whatever, but this is really the one where... I just felt joy watching. Because it was fun. It was, you know, anybody who's a fan of Nicolas Cage, too, will love it. And I don't feel like it was perfect. It kind of, um, it could have been better in certain aspects. That's why it's not higher on this list. But it had enough of that um, buddy comedy, just that genuine happy feeling that I kind of get from these type of movies. So that is my number nine. Yeah. Um, I have to, um, you know, give it its props because I had a lot of fun watching it as well. I love how meta it is. And right. Nicolas Cage obviously knows his stardom. Yes. You know what I mean? And with the fact of the, the mold of the face-off of him, he's like, I want to buy that from you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many fun moments in this movie. The ending falls short. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it did. And, and I think that's why it didn't ultimately make my list. That's but, why it wasn't higher for me. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. it is a lot of fucking fun. And, it is. Um, most of my list is actually horror this year. Right. Uh, my number one for some reason this year is not a Marvel movie. Right. right, um, right. Well, Promising Young Woman was uh, not a Marvel movie, but you get it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I really love this movie too. So yeah. Right on, baby. All right. So your number eight. Wow, we're already at number eight. We're kind of flying through these lists. Yeah. What? Uh oh. What is the face? Okay. You hated this movie. Was it Glass Onion? No. Oh. No. <laughs> that didn't even make your worst up, so stop it. It didn't. Um, no, but this one did actually make your worst up list. What is it? Um, I can't stop thinking about this movie. What? I love the atmosphere. I I don't know. I just, I really, I was enamored with it. I loved it. I, I, I loved the cinematography. I loved the story. I loved the buildup. I loved the tension. I loved the... Fucking Chloe Savini's nub. Like, I loved Bones and All. Like, I don't know how you didn't like this movie. Ugh. God. Like, I, I know this is probably, like, where we differ here, but I cannot stop thinking about this movie. I loved it. Why, though? I I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it because of her nub? Like, well, I mean, like, nubs, like, okay, ever since we watched, um, oh, God, what was that movie? Um, the Poughkeepsie Tapes, right? nubs have like just fucking bothered the fuck out of me ever since like it's it's something that fucks with me and i can't get it out of my head right but it wasn't just that i thought the performances were great this is this is a prime example of me not watching a trailer uh-huh. and not knowing anything about it and going in completely blind right. because there was a moment that happens very early on in the film um that you said was in the trailer and I didn't watch the trailer so I didn't see that coming at all like right. I didn't know anything about this movie. Right. And that 
benefited me. And so no, I think yeah. I think that's a prime example of not watching a trailer and enjoying well, a movie. Well, you the fucking sleepover? Yeah, the sleepover. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Right, right. Like, I did not see... I was like, what the um, fuck is happening here? I think in the trailer they allude to it, but it just gets, like, really crazy at that scene. So I knew something was gonna fucking happen. Yeah, but see, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, Um yeah. And I enjoyed every minute of that. I didn't know where it that's was going. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was reminiscent of another movie. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But I know I mentioned it when we were watching it. It has something to do with the letter and she's looking for her mom and all of that. And, uh-huh. like, the fact, like, the thing is, like, God, I, like, because this movie isn't out to the masses yet, I don't think. So this is one I don't necessarily want to spoil. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The revelation of what happened to uh, Chloe's character. Right. Like, what actually happened. Like, I was like, it took me a minute to comprehend that's what actually happened to her. Oh, right, right, right. And I was like, holy fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. And I just loved it. Yeah. Like, I loved, like, sitting there and, like, coming to these realizations on my own and, like... I don't know, and I love the love story. I even... Like, it's like, you do fucked up things for love and, like, Mm -hmm. you'll protect the people that... I don't know. I loved it. Right on, baby. I'm glad you did. Yeah, you know, it was one of those where... And Sully was dope. (laughs) Sully was a good character. I'll give you that. He's creepy as fuck. Maybe that's why I didn't like the... I think it's the outfit. I think that's what it's called. Well, hey, that movie had more, like, artistic flair than the Aronofsky movie did. I mean, there was, like, a lot to kind of... Digest? Yeah, there's a lot to kind of look at. The the framing of it was was nice. Um, I just... it. I'm at that point where I'm just over the whole, like... Walking Dead, kind of like we're on the road and like I didn't feel like that though. I know it did for me though, and and maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it and feel differently, but I just felt over it when I was watching it. I felt like I had seen it all before, and I was just over it. I think he's a great little actor. I think she she was great too. I've never seen her in anything before, so I'm always interested. But I didn't find the story interesting enough. I, I think I dug a little bit deeper into, like, the metaphorism of it. and The metaphorism. Whatever, the metaphors in yes. it. Whatever, misms. Isms. We all know I make up my own words. That's uh, just a defense mechanism. Stop it. But, I mean, I feel like it was like a thirst for life. Uh, right. You know, and that's all I'll just say. Like, th- th- there's a lot more, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it at a later date. We didn't do a whole podcast on this movie. We right. didn't. This was another one that we didn't talk about. No, we did and not. And maybe had we, right. you might feel differently. Yeah, maybe. We, we literally didn't even talk to each other about this movie at all. Right. So it's funny that it's on your worst and it's on my best, but it's one that I can't get out of my head, and I think that maybe in time you might grow to appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it gave me... Um... It had Dr. Sleep vibes a lot. Dr. Sleep vibes, but I would prefer Dr. Sleep. So that's all. That's that's kind of how I fall on it. But at the same time, I'm definitely not like... Uh, I'm not going to dismiss it if you ever like down to watch it in the future. Well, it's on your worst of list. I don't want to make you watch them. That's on your worst well, of list. Well, maybe if fucking Halloween Ed's wasn't so bad and David Gordon Green didn't pop up. It wasn't that movie, bad, though. Like, I wouldn't want to murder on, we're, we're on so... Di- like, I feel like this is our most divided divisive devices diversive diverse list between each other yeah divisive yeah i said the correct word fuck diverse divisive 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 between me and you divisive 
Right. Yeah. Yes. Divisive means argument. We're divided. Yeah. Yes, we're divided on some of these movies. Correct. 100%. All right, what's your number eight? Fuck you. <laughs> my number eight. Hold on, let me get my list here. Okay. Uh, this is a horror movie that we saw. Uh, super surprised about. Um, I did not ever think this was ever going to make it. I remember we started this even, and I was like, hey, just fucking turn this off. Uh, we went back, turned it on, and watched the whole thing through. And I remember saying, oh, fuck. That's definitely making my top ten. And that movie is what Josiah saw. Oh! Yes. I forgot about that movie. That was a fucking movie, baby. That's on your list? That was a damn good It is a good movie, yes. Horror movie. Yeah. You know? I did forget about it, so I can't say that it should make my top ten. But it is an amazing movie, and it should get an honorable mention, if at that. And we're talking about it now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these are interchangeable. There were so many movies we watched so this year. So many movies The this year. most movies ever watched in a singular year. Yep. Yep. I think for you as well. Oh, 100%. And I remember with this one, it really fucking stuck out. And I remember just watching it. We were both like, holy shit. A couple of the um, revelations um, starring uh, Robert Patrick. Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl. Can't remember. Anything. And that's about it, yep. though. Father, <laughs> son. There's another brother. It, it, it was kind of reminiscent of that Robertson, uh, Robert Pattinson movie from a few... Uh, the Devil... Devil all the time. Devil all the time. Yes. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit for sure. I think that made our list that year. It as well. gave me. Um, oh God, what's the what's the movie? Bill Paxton directed and he stars in it. Frailty. Frailty vibes for sure. Which that intrigued me and um, yeah, I don't know, just one of those movies where I didn't see one of the twists coming and I thought it was great and then there's another end reveal and it's like oh wow it really it, I don't know it's just one of those like. It's, it's super fucked up, but I love it. And that's what like a horror movie should be to me. One of those realistic horror movies. I'm surprised things. this made your list. I loved it. I fucking love this yeah, movie. Yeah, we were in it. We, we, didn't, were in we, that, we right? didn't even pause it. No, no. Again, that just goes to show you how much of a douche I can be because I'm like, turn it off. I'm not in the mood. Oh, for this we did. We did. Shit. We watched like five minutes of it and, and then Robert he said, Patrick shut it off. was just being like Robert super. Robert Patrick? That's what I said, yeah. yeah Robert. No, he was being Robert Patrick. <laughs> he was being Robert Patrick, right. He was just sitting there just being pissed off, but I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this. But again, we went back, and I'm so glad we did because, yeah, it ended up being one of my... And I, I said to myself, I'm like, all right, this is going to fall somewhere probably in the middle to the end of my list, yes, because I have an idea of like which movies are definitively making it. But I wonder where, and it's exactly where I thought it was going to fucking land. So that's that's where I'm at with uh, what Josiah saw. Yeah, no, this one has a lot of twists and turns. Like, you're questioning it up until the end. Like, right. it has a great reveal. A couple great reveals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend I believe it's on Shudder. Right. Yep, it is. And um, definitely check it out. It is, it, it's going to make my list, and I completely forgot about it, honestly, because Literally, we like I said, it was the most watched movies of the year. Yeah, but also and there's too, so though, many. Also, but too, yeah, this would make an honorable mention had I remembered it when I went to make my list yesterday. So. But that's cool though, because we're talking about it now, and it's in it, the I love, and, I love like what hits my brain hits your brain, or, right? You know, yeah. There are certain ones that really stuck with me this year, and every single one of these was like had an impression on me. 
So everything else, while it could have been good, they weren't as strong as these top ten. So that is my number seven, I believe. Lacey Lou? Um, I think. Hold on, let's see. Uh, sorry. Don't worry, Darling's ten for me. That was my number eight, I'm sorry. Oh, number eight. Okay, so seven for me. Yes. Because I started this off. <laughs> you are on number seven. Okay. Um honestly, this one I thought was going to be a lot higher. Okay. Um, but we recently rewatched it. Uh-huh. Um, it just doesn't hold up as well. Um, it, it it is a fun uh first time watch for sure. Okay. Um, it's just not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it it is a lot of fun though, and it definitely deserves to like be on best of list. Um, just because it's so fucking random. Uh, and that is uh, Barbarian. Ah yes. All right. I think you're. It, th- I think it's probably higher on your list. Um, I I do have a feeling it is on your list. Um, but yeah, it did go down on second watch for me. Um, I was very, I thought it was going to be like top three. Right. Um, but I'm pretty solid on those. So, um, yeah, I don't know what made it go down. I love Justin Long. I, I love the bait and switch. I know what made it go down. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Barbarian was the biggest surprise of the year. Okay. Yeah. How much did that slap when we saw that in the theater? It, It was fun. It was fun. We were like, what? Wait, what's going, what the fuck is going on? We were like, wiling the fuck out. And that's what great marketing does as well. I didn't watch the trailer to this either. Which is even better. But even with the trailer, they show very little. As you think it's like Scar's guard? Yes, and that's that's the whole setup. So automatically you know it's not going to be Scar's guard, but what is actually happening they allude to so many things in that opener that she works for a research company and he knows her boss and like all these creepy connections and you're like, so is this a setup? Is Are they doing an experiment with her? What the fuck is happening? Um, There's so many surprises in that movie that that is its strength. I said it when we saw it. I was like, viewing will, it's going to go down. But you can't forget, in my eyes, like, it, it is on my list. But the reason why <laughs> it is higher is because you don't get that that often. And you got to give it its, its credit for that. Well, it, and and that you can't take it away and say, oh, you, you know, it doesn't do that or whatever. Because I'm with you on that. It goes down upon rewatch. Because it has that initial, like... But it had that initial bang. Uh, and that's what it went for, and I and 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 I loved it because of it. Well, I will uh, wait to let you speak uh, yeah, well, more I, on why you love it. I'm just yep. gonna say why it's I no, guess 100%. just where it's at on my list. Like it's I, still I, on I, your top ten list. It is. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> like it is. That's great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. But, but that's no. all, like, can I pound you? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> can I pound you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't realize. All right. We get and out. we're back. Oh, man. <laughs> that was quick. That was... <laughs> that <fucked> up. <laughs> it usually is. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Dan Chase. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, um, I really do enjoy this movie. And if it wasn't for Justin Long, I don't think I would enjoy it as much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, when he says, come get your baby. Oh, It's my the wine of the year for me. It's... We died. We well, died. Yes, I absolutely like. We've been quoting it ever since. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I really do like this movie. However, like, 
I, I think you're right. It did go down because, like, it's you already know what's happening after you watch it. It It's one of those uh, first come, first serve kind of syndrome kind well, of like things. I don't know if that, is that a thing? Yeah, the homeless guy when he's sitting there and he's like, and oh, she, come, she, she never is, comes out this far. And then, and then she, she comes bursts in through the fucking and tears wall. him in half. At that moment, I realized what they, they were pretty much just fucking with us, and it's a ridiculous movie. And, then, <laughs> and did uh, you know it was by one of the uh, guys from The White Kids You Know? Oh, really? That's who made the movie. Oh, one I of those believe guys. it. Yeah. It's, it's batshit crazy. I yeah. love it. Oh, <laughs> what? Let's all go to the old folks' home, get <laughs> fucked up, and then get stoned. Wow. Like, that's the only thing I remember from The White Kids You Know, but yeah. That show was great. How many times have I played that for you? Uh, I don't know ever if you've ever played it for What? Me. But I know our outro song now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, so it's not our outro song. For me, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll explain that uh, when it when we get there. So. Uh, all right, well. Uh, I'm glad that... it's on your list, though. Yes, I made my number seven. All right. Number seven for me, uh, again, might be a surprise, but the more I think about it, the more it definitely belongs on the list. Because any movie that can just come in and automatically be a Christmas classic, such as Violent Night. Oh! Yes, Violent Night is on this list. That movie was so much fucking fun. Our lists are so different this uh, year. Yeah, no, I don't Usually that. they're very, like, in sync with each other. They're going to be the same in the top five. Ones. No, I don't think so. Uh, they'll be approximate. But I don't think so. Uh, Violet Night, though, um, you know, doing these Christmas shows, it really helped me think long and hard about the position. Long of this and movie. hard. Yes, like a candy cane. And, uh, <laughs> no, to it, a point. Yes, and uh, it was just fan fucking tastic. Like there were some movies that, um, you know, it, it's just eh, whatever. Uh, this movie was just so much fun. Is it perfect? No, it lags in a couple places, but it's so much fun. It's like Die Hard, and it's it's everything cool about fucking Santa mixed in with some with some new shit, and it's just it's a lot of fun. And to me, it is. It's a Christmas classic. It's not like a instant. Straight up, Instant, like instantaneous. When when you get that Home Alone scene with the little girl too, and the guy's going up the fucking thing, and he gets the nail through his fucking chin, like it is so palpable. It's crazy. It has some of the most memorable deaths, and just it's so much fucking fun. David Harbor is fucking Santa Claus, and I think that this movie is going to spawn a new franchise. And you don't get to say that every day. This was a classic, dude. This was so much fucking fun. And you know what? It's one of those movies where I am dying to watch it come Christmas season again. Yeah, see, I feel like for me, like, um, it's going to be one of those I have to re-watch it to appreciate it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I did enjoy it. I did, but there is there, there's a big like lull in the movie. There is. There's, I don't there, know. There's a couple. Like there's I know. A like there was something that was going on, and I was like, all right, let me check Facebook. Right. And like you know, like I do remember you kind of checked out at one point, but did, but um, I, I I have to rewatch it. Like I like I said, a lot of these are mood pieces, you know. And and it's not a perfect film by any means. There were some. I, I, no, it. I get it. Like it's a very well crafted, and I love that you it's went fun. for it. Like we're 
We are the Christmas spirit in the podcasting community, in my opinion. And I was so in it this year. So and I'm we sad went... we didn't actually cover it with Kev. I know, but you know what? We will, Kev. We'll get yeah. you back, and we'll, we'll all get on the same episode and do something even more fun. But um, Christmas episodes are kind of crazy, too, though. We are supposed to do Christmas Story, and that ended up being really bad. I don't even want to talk about that. I know. So, anyways, uh, Christmas episodes are wild, but that there's one thing that's for sure... This was one of my favorite movies of the year, and it really did just kind of make the holiday season for me. Because, yo, you don't get good movies every Christmas season at all. Like, we're lucky, you know, the Home Alones and all that, these are all spread out throughout the years. We don't have any classics anymore, you know? We don't have our jingle all the ways dropping every year. So to get this, I was super excited and all right, super question. appreciative. 8-Bit Christmas or Violent Night? Oh, man. Because 8-Bit would have been on my top 10 as well last year. so great. We didn't we didn't do the top 10 last year, but 8-Bit would have made my top 10. Uh, I'd say Violent Night in this moment, but I love 8-Bit too. It's so good. Well, we'll figure that out next Christmas. <laughs> but, but, but again, another great fucking classic. Instant classic, right? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that, that it's becoming more and more. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I'm getting better at seeing those as soon as I watch them. I'm like, this and appreciating is, it. This is yeah. classic. No, I, I think you're right. I think that a lot of people are going to be more in your mindset than mine. Yeah, yeah, baby. All right. We are at number seven, six, six, for, six you? for me. All right. Okay, um, I didn't expect this to happen. Okay. Um, all right, so like I said, we had a whole list of all of these movies that we were watching, and that could be potential, and I'm like, basically we're just kind of watching them to go through the motions, right? We don't think anything's really going to change our minds. And if it does, great. But nowhere like top five or six. Uh, this almost, it, it literally almost, but there were five <laughs> other films that, um, but this one, um, this one hit me where I didn't expect it to, and, um, it brought me back to 1997, and... Yeah, you're the Reese's Pieces? The Reese's Pieces. Like, it just brought me back to when I watched Austin's Creek for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Uh, like, I mean, I, I wasn't a teenager, and I think that that's probably weird for a lot of people because I watched Austin's Creek at, like, eight or nine years old, you know? And I I don't know. I just, I think I was well more advanced than a lot of people my age mentally. That probably sounds bad, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, I... I I stuck to myself a lot, so I watched so a lot of So you watched Dawson's Creek at 8 or 9. Baby, it could be a lot weirder. Okay, go ahead. Okay, but like... It could be a lot I, worse. Well, I don't know. It was the same writer of Scream. Right. So that's why I watched it. Yes. That makes more sense now, right? Well, that's why okay. I love you. Thank you, and I love you, and that's why we're together. Correct. <laughs> um, but... So this kid in Dawson's Creek, Dawson, has this love for film, right? And... He aspires to be his favorite director, who is Steven Spielberg. And I didn't understand, at the time that I was watching this, the actual love that Kevin Williamson had for Steven Spielberg. It was basically like writing through Dawson, yeah. Um, but watching The Fablemans... The way that, like, Dawson is written, like, it, I, I'm going to watch it through a different lens. Nice. 
Like, there are so many parallels that Kevin Williamson had in Dawson's Creek. I don't know if that's from that, but I can only imagine so because right. um, in The Fablemans, uh, which is based off of Spielberg's life, right, uh, Gail <laughs> has an affair and it wrecks her family and then he goes on and creates all of these. Back to you, Bob. You know, yes, it creates all of, like, it's literally a parallel of Steven Spielberg's life. And I didn't know that while I was watching that. And to watch that. I didn't know that either until you just said that. Right. That's what I'm telling you. Like, it just hit, like, on a different note. And it just, like, the love that that had, you know, that Kevin Williamson did, it just makes me appreciate him so much more. And it makes me appreciate Dawson's Creek. It made me appreciate this movie. And not only that, the cinematography is beautiful. Michelle Williams being not only in Dawson's Creek, but also in The Fable Woman's, it all culminates together. And it was magical for me. Like, I had an epiphany. Yeah. It was fucking fantastic. It was heartbreaking. It was fucking... I loved it. Like, I'm surprised it's not a little bit higher up on my list, but it makes number six for me, and I recommend everybody watch this movie. It, I think it's... One of Spielberg's masterpieces, especially wow. if you love Dawson's Creek. You want to know why I didn't make my list? Because you didn't finish it? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. From what I saw, though, it was the Michelle Williams show, right? From well, what like, I saw. But but you have to understand, though, like, you, like the very ending scene is when uh, Spielberg goes, well, I mean... Uh, you know, Sam, Sammy right. goes, and right. he meets John Ford. The ending of Dawson's Creek, this is why Kevin Williamson came back to write the finale. It's, all right, so the Just ending, of, the, end, the ending. Casey, of, go make me a burger. No, the ending of The Fablemans is um, Steven Spielberg meeting John Ford. The ending of Dawson's Creek, the finale, the series finale, is Dawson meeting Spielberg. Right. Like it's right. Like it's right. Like it just it just took me back to all of that, and I just appreciated the love and honor that. That's awesome. I don't know. Like it just hit me. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. I wish I continued watching it. Uh, it looked good. I just fucking fell asleep on this one. It, it's that simple. It looked great. Um, it meant something to me. I don't know. Seth Rogen was great. He's he's good at a lot of stuff. He is, yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen. Like, and but, sorry, Dan's a little bit sick, but he's pushing through you guys. Oh, I'm fine. I'm sorry, I just had to blow my nose there a little bit, but yeah. But yeah, sorry. That, gl- that just meant I'm a lot I'm glad it's so fucking high, though. That's great. Like, no, there's something about us getting, liking different movies, but like still appreciating and... Seeing you love my person. reasoning there. I do. Oh, I love your reasoning there. It actually makes me want to uh, go watch Dawson's Creek again, too. Because we've been meaning to do that for years. Did you just spit all Yeah, I it? laughed. That's fucking <laughs> adorable. All right. I laughed. Oh, you want to watch it? <laughs> all right. So, The Fablemans is your number, number seven. Six. Number six. Why, why do I keep fucking that up? All right, baby. All right. Are you You're number six. number six? Yes. I'm a, I'm hoping that this pops up on your list soon. I'm thinking it's your number five, but I could be wrong. Uh, that movie for me is good old fucking Ethan Hawke in The Black Phone. Mm. Um, we talked a little bit about this movie before. Uh, absolutely fucking loved it. Everything from the music, from just the overall score, the setup in the beginning... 
um, with the fucking music. It had Days of Confused vibes, and then it doesn't fucking, you know, pull any punches with the horror. It just fucking dives right into it. And I thought they went a direction where it's risky because you're fucking with several different genres, but you're also kind of making, like, um, a coming-of-age story in a lot of ways. And a ghost story. And a ghost story, but it's sad because it's a ghost story, but this kid's still alive, so there's hope. And, and then you got Ethan Hawke, who... I mean, Ethan Hawke doesn't normally play a villain. So to see him in this role... You don't know what he's capable of. We're watching things happen throughout this movie. You piece things together to where he's definitely murdering these kids. And it's more what you piece together in your head and what you don't see on screen that is the most disturbing things, I think, in this. And so when it comes to those scenes, like, he really fucking means it. You know, when he's talking to the fucking kid. Uh, again, you're getting into supernatural stuff when, when the phone stuff is introduced. But again, dealt with in such a way where I love any time it goes back to, like, heart or, like, you know, I can fucking do this. And, like, hey, we're going to work together. Like, all the ghosts help him fucking get out. Like, they, they basically do, like, a training fucking montage with him. It's a fucking great little fucking movie. Really smart. Um... There's a big plot hole at the end we've talked about before. I think it really fucks things up. If they only switched it, it would make a lot more sense. Other than that, I thought it was a fucking wild ride. I thought Ethan Hawke was fantastic. Super fucking creepy. What was it when he when he called it at, when he was sitting at the top of the stairs? Called it something like super fucking creepy. Like- bad boy timer yeah yeah like super yeah like something i can't remember but something about a bad boy (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and it's just like what the fuck is happening so that's ethan fucking hawk yep and uh written by i believe stephen king's son joe hill joe hill directed by scott derrickson derrickson dude who fucking did sinister who uh, i mean again i have to admit this is on my top five okay um, it is not at the five position, so it's a little bit higher. Okay, good. Um, so I'll just talk about it now and then we can bypass it when I get sure, there. Sure, sure. Um, but I absolutely love this movie. It, it felt, um, I don't know when, I think the moment that I knew I loved this movie is <laughs> the phone. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, w- when you finally realize that everything that they've been saying on the other end, like, even though it's so cryptic, yeah. um, it, he's able to use that and save himself because they've all been there and it, it takes that many right. to take this person down. 100%. And, yeah, he's getting pieces from yeah. all of them. And obviously, you know, like... The, I think a lot of people, like, uh, disregard the sister with her psychic abilities. Oh, right. You know? Which could have easily been stupid in a movie like this. Exactly. But clearly he has somewhat of the ability. She's like, no dumbass. Well, well, it's a ghost story. So, like, (laughs) in the element of a ghost story, I get it. So, um, you know, and it is a ghost story. And he obviously has the abilities as well. Yes. And, but we didn't know that. 
you know. See, and I so, didn't put that together until we had a conversation and you had mentioned When that. we did the episode, And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, that makes sense. No shit, okay. Yeah, yeah until so, we did that episode, so, yeah. So, yeah, he yeah. had the abilities as so well. So it even makes more sense. And it just, and then when he puts it all together of the information that they're giving. and then step, you see, jab, and, step. and you do get to see, like, all of their sad stories play out. And, yeah. But as well as it helps him to defeat his demon, you know. Right, right. The grabber. Right. Which is a great fucking name. Like, he's so creepy in it, too. And I love how they don't show a lot of it, though. Like, nothing is overdone. No. It's a lot of it. It's not oversaturated with bullshit. No, no. And I think that that goes to Derrickson. He's such a great fucking, I think, like, a master of fucking horror. The way he did... Bagul and and sinister just as a movie it's so dark and kind of creepy and with this it's it's very much more kind of straight up in a lot of ways but then in a sense they they add in the supernatural element but you never feel like you're taken out of it you're always in that basement with that kid and it's super fucking creepy and I don't know, I just had a blast fucking watching this movie. So y'all knew Black Phone was gonna fucking make our list. <laughs> yes. It's at number five for you? Or um, no no, that's your number six. That is my number six, baby, yep. Okay. It is up higher on my list, so we'll get there when we get there. Alright. Um so I think we're at my number five. We are. Yeah. Let's do it, baby. What do you got? Okay, um, I know this is a movie you haven't seen. Okay. Uh, um, I think that people that um, like American Psycho might appreciate this movie, even though I think it's actually based on a true story. I'm not really sure. I know it's based on a book. Uh-huh. But um, it's kind of ironic because uh, it stars Mila Kunis. Oh. And this is Luckiest Girl Alive. And she was in American Psycho, too. Yes, that's why <laughs> I'm that saying, why? yes. Oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> but But if you watch the opening sequence to this movie, it definitely has uh, Patrick Bateman vibes. No shit? Okay. It, it really does. It's right weird. On. And uh, the premise of this film, like, I don't want to give it away. I just want people to watch it and uh, discover it for themselves. It is on Netflix. Um, the premise of this film is there was this girl... And there was a school shooting, and then people were, you know, basically debating whether she was in on it or a victim. Right. You know. Kind of uh, like the possible she, plot of Scream 6. Yeah, she was a survivor. Yeah, basically. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, there's that. That's always going to come up, though. That's such a great angle to take. Like, people talking shit about people that were involved. And, and that's why I wanted you to be, watch this movie. I you, told you to throw you it on today. You told me three fucking times to watch this, and I'm sorry I dismissed it now. Now that you heard the plot? Now, no, <laughs> now that, now, no. Now that I know that it made your list, I, I promise I will check this out. I, I'm telling you. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. I love the best part of this movie, though, I have to say, because, like, you're going through this person's journey. Yes, hers, right? Yeah, yeah. Mila Kunis's. Uh, yes. Throughout it, um, I have to say the final moments of this movie is probably my favorite moment of the year of any movie, all here. Is she in those moments? Yes. Oh yes, wow, that's she is. A, really? Yes, it was very strong. Does and it reveal like what happened? I can't say without spoiling. Like I know, ambiguous? I know we cut to the chase here, but like no, I, want, I don't want you to. But yeah. do they? So they they give you something then, a little something. You do know something, Ooh. and it's it's 
I don't know. It's like, ambiguous, I, but not. I loved it. I loved it. Cool. I absolutely loved it. Um, well, this I was a very definitely. strong year. Yeah. And in another year, this could have been number one. I don't know. Sometimes, you know? well, sometimes when you come down and I'll see that you posted about a movie or whatever. I was very high up Sometimes on I got to pry you to like talk about it. You're just like, ah, whatever. Watch it. No, I want, that means I want you to watch it. Well, no, and decide no, no. for yourself. Well, sometimes you're not like that. But then with this one, it was very much like, you need to watch this. And yeah, you're right. You want to do it. it. And I, pro- all right. I promise I will watch it. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't care if you do or don't, but I loved it. Okay. <laughs> calm down. I'm calm. Mila Kunis. I'm not Mila Kunis. American Psycho. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, for me, was very unexpected. Yeah? You didn't expect that? Uh, no. Not at all. Uh, my number five, you will definitely expect. Mm. Uh, it's one that we just talked about. Barbarian. Oh, okay. Um, that's my number five. Now, the only thing I'll really add to this is um, it definitely was one of those, like, shocking, we had a blast watching that movie because we didn't know what the fuck was going on with it. Obviously, they set up Skarsgård, who is now a prominent figure with... In horror history. Yeah. I mean, with the new Pennywise show coming out, too. That's, is he actually doing that? Oh, or yeah. is oh, it they, somebody else that's no, doing it? Okay. Did I didn't know for sure. 100%. Like, what is it? Welcome to Deary? Uh, so, yeah. It's the backstory of yeah. him and everybody else. So, that should be interesting. But, yeah. He's he's definitely synonymous with the horror genre now. And, basically, what they do in this movie is they do the psycho switch. You think you're following one character. Halfway through, they kill their character off. Now, all of a sudden, you're following another character. I always loved that. And when they did that, and we were with Justin Long, I was like, no way. Are we when he's with... just saying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> are we with Justin Long the rest of the movie? And I was so excited. It was like a ride. Like, not knowing what the fuck came out of that little cave, <laughs> that basement. <laughs> and then that, it was such a rush. Like, what is going on? And then you find out that... What a rush. Yeah, you find out he owns this property, and then you start digging into it a little deeper and... and finding out very similar things, but it's so exhilarating. And then the scene that really just, like, got me fucking cheering is Richard Brake. When Richard Brake showed up, and he's had a fucking hell of a couple years. I mean, with with Rob Zombie's movies and obviously that scene with him and Bill Burr in Star Wars, one of the most iconic scenes instantaneously in Star Wars just because it's so well acted that this guy has got it fucking going on. So when they when they when they break out Richard Break, uh, that's where the gloves fucking came off for me. And I'm like, I'm just having a blast. I'm having so much fun with this. But I knew, I knew it was gonna go down on rewatch. But I did don't... it go down for you? <sighs> oh, when we watched it again, hundred percent. But then I asked myself, and I started asking myself these questions because these are... This is fair, by These the are the real this questions, is, this though, is fair. That you have to ask yourself. So, me seeing it, me being surprised, that's what they intended, right? So, that means, by default, like the second watch or any rewatch, they already know it's not going to be as effective. So, I think that knowing that it was effective for me was really big. Knowing that it worked for me was enough knowing that a second third fourth watch uh it's it's not going to go up that was enough and i think that 
you can say a lot about a movie if it stands on its own like that and can kind of just be like, well, yeah, this is my intention. It's meant to shock. It's meant to surprise you. Um, and it's not going to happen the second, third time around because you've already seen it, you know? And then, honestly, there are some scenes in it where he's with the measuring tape and it goes on for so fucking long that it's like, all right. So there are definitely scenes in this that, that bring the movie down. I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but damn, I was so fucking surprised by this movie that it reminded me what it's like seeing a horror movie, seeing a mystery in the theaters. not With that knowing, flip of the switch. Well, yeah, and then they flip it and it's just like, Oh my god, this is so cool. And then by the end when Justin Long gets his eyes fucking gouged out again for the 15th <laughs> time, it's just fun. And I feel like as a genre, as horror movie fans, everybody... You gotta reel it. Well, everybody's in on this joke, though. It's very meta in a sense where it knows what it is. It's aware of what it's put out there in the marketing. And it knows it's gonna fucking... It's gonna flip it on you. And you have to be along for that ride. And you know what? I was from beginning till end. I love that though. I fucking love Barbarian. I love that you love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like, was you're very passionate about it and I love it. Fuck yeah, baby. So that be was my... my little baby. <laughs> my number five, yes. <laughs> Uh, what do you have coming in at number four? We're already at number four. We are. I know. Holy we usually shit. go like five hours on this shit. That's all right, though. I think <laughs> we're getting it in. <laughs> You'll get it in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So number four is one you've already spoke about, uh, which was the black room. Oh, okay. So, so, so you're number so, four. So it was two passed down from you. So those were pretty close then. Uh, yeah. No. Um, Vardy had already spoke about it. Um, the reason that it comes in so high for me is, I don't know, I just felt, um, it, it is a little campy and a little corny. Um, th- there are, my whole top ten can be interchangeable, to be honest with you. Right, It right. was that good of a year. It was. It was that good of a year. I mean, there was a movie we didn't have, like, I guarantee you, it was on, like, Speak No Evil. We loved it when those people threw those rocks at their heads. That was so fucked like, up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there were, there that were so, so fucked th- up. there were so many, like, I couldn't even remember what Josiah saw. So, you know what I mean? There right. were so many movies that we watched that. This was the most enjoyable year of cinema. I even liked that cinema. Neighbors movie. I dug that one yeah. even. Uh, who invited them? Who invited them? Like, I no, dug it. we literally enjoyed more movies this year than we ever have. Yeah, I even. I'm not oh, gonna get me for this one. I even dug the invitation. I thought it wasn't horrible. No, we know you did. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You're done here. Fucking said it. All right, but Black Phone is number four for me. Um, the performances by the kids were phenomenal. I could have done with or without Helder Skelter, the dude from Lost, oh, as yeah, the yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that part at all. Right, I just didn't. Um, but aside from that, and the cops were shit, and the brother across the street, yeah. Ethan Hawke and the kids were great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all you really needed. Yeah. Like I said, I think a lot of the big issues are just editing. Learning how to edit and seeing where you're going wrong here. We don't need a coked up brother right. that's just going to get axed in the final frame. It made like, no sense either. It made no sense. Like, it is pointless. Like, you're just... Uh, who was that actor again? Oh, I have no... Oh, uh, Deputy Such and Such from uh, Sinister. Okay, yeah. So, we're just at it. Scott Derrickson needed to add it in his homie. We get it. <laughs> that's what it was, right. <laughs> you know? That was okay, that so, moment. Yeah. So, we know that. But I... 
I love this story and I loved, you know, the connectivity of him putting everything together to be able to get out of that situation and that he did have those abilities that right. he had suppressed and, right. you know, I, I, I just appreciated it. So that's why it's my number four. Right on. Hell yeah, baby. All right, you get number four. All right. Uh, we got to get oh, into it. Oh, you don't want to tell me. It's no, it's not that I don't want to tell you. Um, I'm excited about this one. Oh my God, what the fuck just happened? Uh, well, uh, the Camp Crystal Lake drink that we made the other night fell out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. All right then. Uh, my number four, uh, it goes back to childhood. Um, you know, it's this is one of those movies where it's either going to hit or it's going to miss. I remember last year, this was a big conversation as well. Uh, the same character came into play. Um, but yeah, this one, a lot of debates going into this. A lot of debates as to uh, can this actor pull this role off. Um, it ended up for me being that and so much more. And that movie is Matt Leaves the Batman. Oh. At my number four. I uh, thought th I thought this was uh, gonna be number two for you. Nope, number four for me. Uh, I love that. That means I know you're number two. Yeah. Well. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love this movie so fucking much. You gotta understand something with with different iterations of Batman. Um, to get a realistic version, uh, a year two Batman, I believe. Um, yes, year two. It's it's unique and it's an opportunity to explore a side of Batman that hasn't been explored yet. Uh, with this, I think they fucking nailed it. What what is oftentimes perceived as slow and it can be very tedious at times. These are the same tense scenes that 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 are are from Fincher movies that that you can watch in like Seven and. They're like serial killer, really bleak and just kind of really downtrodden. And I think they nailed that. With Batman and Detective Gordon, they fucking went through this movie trying to figure everything out. And obviously it's Batman, so you got to introduce the Penguin, the Riddler, Joker. All Catwoman. Fucking Catwoman as well, which I know you weren't the biggest fan of. I thought she did a great job. but No. For me, though, uh, well, the Catwoman character for, for Batman in this, this isn't the Michelle Pfeiffer fucking Batman. This is something different. I understand that. You're talking about a Catwoman whose character has had so many different iterations, but to, to kind of weave her into the whole crime family thing, and they're going after justice in different ways, that's the As important part. As opposed to her falling out of a window. Well, right, well, that too, yeah. Yeah, just got eight more lives. Uh, but, like, w with that, watching two different approaches as to how they were going to Which go I did this, just watch that yeah. for the first time. So, like, I'm comparing both. Yeah, and oh, I, 100%. Uh, and she wants to be, you know, she wants to get this motherfucker for killing her friend. This is what people don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't know if people miss it or whatever, but the thing that I attach to the most is the, basically the whole fucking moral of Batman in this movie. And there's that whole speech at the end where the fucking Riddler lets all hell break loose and he's got these followers and all that. 
they go after the mayor and they take the water fucking walls down and the city's flooded and, and there's no fucking hope. Uh, he says, vengeance isn't going to do it anymore. I have to be more. You know, I have to be something more than that. So he transcends that. He sets off. That's the perfect Batman story because he sets off as a vengeful character. He's fucked up. He's dark. Dude, don't sleep. And he's super fucking, you know, about let's get this fucking city under wraps. But as Bruce Wayne, he doesn't even know how to do it. He's letting his fucking money get squandered because he doesn't know how to go about it. He's going about it as Batman, taking it on as that, but he's doing it uh, a particular way. This movie gives him kind of the light to kind of see that he's got to transcend that. He's got to be something more than just, hey, I want fucking revenge. And that's what I love about this version of Batman. It's super low-key. He's got a real fucking car for a Batmobile. Uh, He's got no, like, the glider he uses looks fucking ridiculous. It's probably the most realistic thing that we've seen since the uh, since the Nolan trilogy, obviously. Um, but I just love it. I loved every. I love the music, the score, Something everything. In the way, way. <laughs> uh, everything that they did to create a mood. That opening scene is one of my favorite Batman scenes ever. It takes place on Halloween, and it's basically him just doing a fucking voiceover. And explaining how just the thought of him being there is deterring the criminals. Because he can't be everywhere. So you see all these criminals, either one gets hit by a car and one just fucking runs away. They're all scared because that's the point of Batman. He wants to fucking strike fear into the criminals so they don't fucking do this shit. And then when it comes big enough where it's like a gang of them, then that's when he steps in. And kick some fucking ass. Which, by the way, the fighting in this movie is fantastic. I love this movie. Set up for the Penguin. Holy shit, Colin Farrell fucking crushed it. I love Sneaky Sneaky, as you call him. <laughs> Every time he John, popped up, Sneaky Sneaky. John Turturro, everybody in this movie. It's well acted. It's well directed. I love the music. I love the last scene of Catwoman going one way, him going the other, back to the city where he knows he's got to fucking save and he's probably going to die doing it. And he just revs that engine, baby. Keep going. Batman, number four. Um, I'll just give brief thoughts. Um, this is, this fell under my category that I made up. Uh, I could have loved it. Okay. Um, I love the seven atmosphere. Yeah. However, where it falls very, very short for me. I, you know, I love Pattinson. I was an advocate for him. Was I not? Yes. Like, I was like, shut the fuck up, you fucking naysayers. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, um. The problem that I have with the movie, which I think is a major fucking problem. Too long? No. No. No, I don't give a fuck about the... the, I mean, maybe. But (laughs) at the same time, um, I have to say my biggest problem with this movie is the identity of Batman. Oh, man. What a a fucking... It's so bad. Yeah, that's bad. bad. And And it's poignant. It's so ridiculous like it's how so they don't know. Like, it's so in your face. Like, all right, so the Riddler is calling out Bruce Wayne at least three times in this film. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And yet, none of the police or FBI or whoever it is that is tracking this fucking case 
they're not putting the correlation fucking together that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Well, he, like, he, come the fuck on. Maybe, this he, he's, just no. mad, he's just mad Michelle Williams left him. Oh, my God. (laughs) You didn't know that until yesterday. But, no, that's literally the most ridiculous part of this film. And it happens several times throughout. The problem with this movie is they took the world's greatest detective route and he sucks as a detective. (laughs) No, it's so bad. Like, there's literally, like, a question on Bruce Wayne's face. He's so bad. And then it's a picture of the Batman right next to it. It's so bad. Like, it's unforgivable. It's like, who's the rat with wings? Well, that could be a penguin, too. No, it's a bat. Like, he got everything wrong. It's literally so unforgivable. Come on. I've heard... Like, me as a murder mystery, like, enthusiast... Right, but... I can't get behind it. I can't. So... This is why it doesn't make my top ten. Here's here's what I'll it's say. It's like, and I didn't want to here, shit here, on other people's dreams. Well, you just did, but listen, <laughs> um, I, I gotta say this. Admit to me that it's bad. No, I will say nothing of the sort, and I'll tell you why. You know why, baby? Because detectives are stupid and police. Hey, hey, kind of, because he's not the world's greatest detective yet. It has which the, one? Batman. I'm not talking about Batman. Batman knew he discovered him. I'm talking about Commissioner. I'm talking about Gordon. I'm talking about all the other police. And, like, they went to go unveil him. Like, clearly that's a big mystery in this movie. And Gordon comes in and he goes, no, don't do it. Baby, we don't want to talk about facts. We'll just talk about facts. No, baby, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And it's a flaw in this movie and I can't forgive it. All right. You're, You're not wrong. You know, Thank you. And, and we've talked about this in length, and you're absolutely right. I uh, can't forgive it. The one pass that I will give him before I run out of this conversation is, it's year two Batman. He was young. He'll get it. Bye! It's, that has nothing to do with Batman. It has nothing to do with Batman. It has everybody, <laughs> everything else to do with everybody else around him. All right. What Literally, the Riddler is calling him out, and he put a question mark on Bruce Wayne's face Bruce? next to Batman's face. Like, yeah. go investigate him. Why don't we see that? Right. Like, at least a Bunk it, right. like to make it so you're not in suspicion. Something but it didn't do that. Soundtrack way. score is phenomenal. 100%. It's got a mood though, right? However, that's very Just, off-putting as somebody that loves. First of all, mysteries. stop shaking your finger. Well, I'm and looking at the the wall, the imaginary wall me, that the. They let me ask a, you a question: Does this movie have a mood though? Not like Megan. It is a mood. Not a Megan mood, Mer- but a mood. A mood. But it's got a mood, right? It's got that, it's got a dark... It's got the emo mood, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, and it's not... But that's why he doesn't make mine of it. Well, let me... Okay, well, well, hold on a second here. Hold the fuck on one second. Who is your favorite Batman? Go. Favorite Batman? Yep, yep. <laughs> Who's your favorite Batman? No, 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 no. Better yet, because I know what you're going to fucking say, so you can't say this. What is the best Batman movie? Returns. The see at baby, mm, okay. The the correct answer is the Dark Knight. According to you. The, no, that's to, to to everybody. No, but, I just the, watched. Uh, Batman. But you know what? I respect that. And, but that's why Batman as a character, it's so fucking subjective from person to person. There's so many. Well, the, iterations. I, I don't think that discredits me. It doesn't discredit you at all. No, I'm saying I'm defending and, my choice for why it's on my top ten. 
Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, you're trying to defend yourself? Well, it's... Well, I don't think that you have to defend yourself for it being on your top ten. I'm just saying, like, plot-wise... To you, I do. No, you really don't. Which I get is, it. Right. Like, it made my... It's so bad... Or, it, not so bad. Um, Baby, she It became, could have been. So she became Catwoman... Because cats started nibbling on it. That's her. better than what happened to this, but she just got her nails done. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, literally. What do you mean? Like, Zoe Kravitz just got her nails done, and she goes... Wow. Like, I mean, that makes more probability as Catwoman as opposed to this bitch who just, like, is now in with, like, a mob boss's daughter and blah. Yeah, well... Like, not a fan. Like, it just seems very phoned in. Yeah? And it's not as fun. It's not as fun. Right, right. It's not, not Tim fun. Burton. I mean, it's definitely not Tim Burton. And that's, I think, the problem is there's so many different iterations of the character. So many different movies. Yeah, just not my favorite. Yeah, okay. All right, we're going to move but on I do Batman. like the movie. I do like the movie. I, I think you're missing the point. I did like the movie. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I love the clues. The, the Riddler's great. Yeah. That scene with the Joker... I, I think that's a joker anyways. I think that's great. Uh, Robert Pattinson did amazing. I just don't like Catwoman, and I didn't like... You know, it was great, though. Me shutting up about it? No, 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 no. <laughs> we were just watching um, the Banshees of Irish. Oh, yes. that We thought that was going to make a top ten. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was, like, very quirky. You loved it. It didn't make my top ten, but I thought it was fucking fantastic. I love that you're mentioning it now, though. But, you know, it was great is Colin Farrell... And that kid, that was the Joker. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool. They were sharing a lot of scenes together, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is kind of fucking crazy. That was crazy. a sad movie. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a really sad movie. Uh, like, everybody said it. it was a comedy. It's a very dark comedy. What's it called? The Banshees of, Banshees of Irishima? Of Ed Sheeran. Something. Of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. Uh, no, I, it, no, but it, dude, it Colin Farrell like, is so good, it though. It felt He's like so the killing good. of a sacred deer. Yeah, yeah, it had those vibes, right? I well, it had both through. two characters in it. Right, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, the Batman, uh, definitely uh, I went back and forth on my feelings on it as well. But I'm I'm at a pretty solid landing to where I can appreciate what it's trying to do. Did you feel good for that being your number four? You know what I? No, you know what I? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is 100%. that your number four? Yeah, it's my number four. Oh. Yep. Jesus I Christ! I have no. Wait, no. Is that right? Number four. Um. Okay, my number five was Luckiest Girl. Black Phone was number four. So yeah, that had to be your black. That was my number four. That was your black phone. Hundred percent, baby. So <laughs> we are now at. My number three. Our top three. Top three. Holy shit. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Okay. Um, I think you might be right here with me. Okay. Um, if you're not, um, you're, I think you're right next to me. Um, I think this was a surprise, and I think this was a return to form, and, um, well, I don't even know if this person ever even lost form. Um, they came out swinging, um, and not only that, they came out swinging again. Uh, this person, <laughs> Ty West, um, X is probably, uh, oh God, had this came out any other year, this would without a doubt be my number fucking one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? 
this was this that's what I'm saying. This year is going to be so hard to judge. Yep. And not only did he do X, he also did Pearl. Pearl is not on my top ten. Um, Mine I, either. I do. I I, I rewatched. We just rewatched it, right? Mm-hmm. I do love it. I do. Um, however, I just prefer the grittiness of X yeah. compared to Pearl. And I, I get it. You can choose one or the other. It's your horror preference. Right. You know, and that that's what's so great about what he did this year. Yeah. And I think what he, I think we are about to go on an acid trip with Maxine. You think so? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be phenomenal. But Mia Goth, uh, she's a star. Yeah. You oh, know? absolutely. Um, this film, Brittany Snow, though, like Jenna Ortega. Uh, but I have to say that Brittany Snow's not getting the love that she deserves. She's not. Like, literally, she was like, put your cock down and, like, I can show you how to fucking put gas in a fucking car. <laughs> By the way, shout out to fucking Kid Cuddy. Oh, my God, and his big dick. He's got a huge cock in this movie. Uh, no, uh, Brittany Snow, I think, steals the show. Now, Jenna Ortega... It's what she says, though. 100%. No, she's the heart of the movie, as well as being the lead and, like, the chick that all the dudes want and, like, she's fucking got it going on. She fucking owns this movie. And, on top of that... The dope is death, too. But the reason that she doesn't like blondes, you find out. Oh, in Pearl. In Pearl. Which is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that makes you feel even sadder for Britney. <laughs> you know? Right, right. 100%. Like, I fucking love this movie. You know what's I, great about this, though? They... Did this make your list? This is my number three. Oh, so we're, we're right there. We're right there on... on oh, on, finally! Yes. Uh, no. Usually, it's very, very synonymous. When we're when we were watching this, I was like, oh my God. Because you got to understand something. I personally... Ty West isn't that far behind, like, Eli Roth for me. Yeah, well, I, Eli Roth hasn't done shit. Exactly. So, we'll take what we can get. So, Ty West... <laughs> uh, I fucking love everything that he's done. Now... I love certain things more than others. House of the Devil for me, like that movie just rocked me. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Sacrament, I wish it would have been just like the real Jim Jones as opposed to stuff that he kind of made up on top of that. But for the most part, I think he's fucking, he's a great director. So when this came out, just the setup alone, we don't even know what really the movie's about. But they're going to shoot a porno on a farm. Yeah, that's all we knew, right? And it's got mad Texas Chainsaw vibes. Uh, it's got fucking all of the makings of a horror movie. And it's Ty West, but you don't... Ow, fuck, I just dropped my phone on my fucking foot. But you don't know what's <laughs> actually going to happen. And that, I think, really builds and, and, and kind of gives you a lot of tension to work with building up to it. While also, they're filming a porn, so it's like you're having fun. And that's the main fucking thing. So many times in these movies, it's characters, and the setup is like, ah, we're fucking, we're, we're battling, or there's always some, like, shitty setup where there's so much baggage. These are just characters coming together, having fun, typical slasher shit but at but the same time they're providing it. commentary and we've never seen it before but they're we've, providing commentary 100 percent. it's very 
very meta, but like on a low key level, and and it's very much like it's just you're having fun while in the presence of these characters, you know. Like, and then there's a bunch of drama that goes on in between them. There's so much to do with so with such a little setup that that part is genius. So yeah, good. Yeah, I'm. I was just gonna say that I feel like regardless of where you stand. Uh, there is a character that is sitting there that you're probably going to relate to. Right, right. Which which is important. Right, and you know, it also says you know all these movies are, are really trying to just hit home runs in terms of jamming down a message down your throat, and this one does it where it's just like, hey man, live and let live, like. Don't judge us. Like, we love to fuck, but, like, we're good people. Thanks. Here, look, we're going to sing On the landslide. The landslide <laughs> Stuff like that. It's it, the, the characters that are so relatable and just real people and how they're perceived, especially in that time, too, it's relevant shit. And this time, it's super relevant as well. So to see that reflected, that was so rich with just those characters that it reminded me so much of why I love slashers and, and, and why I love a lot of the characters in it because you do, you have that camaraderie, you have all these different fun dynamics and then you just fucking have some fun and kill them all. That's all. I love that. Right. And that's what this movie did and man, they, with the it, alligator the kills. Fucking alligator. Like, that, it's like wild things versus, I don't, I, I kind of think it's the other film. Crawl. Sure. But like no, but so that that scene though, it has the it has the most tense scene with Mia Goff swimming, uh, when when the alligator's like creeping and it wasn't coming that after. eater. He thought it was Pearl. But then it was Pearl. <laughs> but uh, and then and then obviously the other kill is um is is Brittany Snow and it's a very sudden kill by that alligator as well. So just a lot of fun with this movie. Um. The fucking general. I love that kill. it's. Oh my god! It's classic, dude. It's so great, and just the, they miss the mark and not having her underwear say Wednesday instead of Friday. Yeah, I think it's it at Sunday because yeah. church going. Yeah, yeah. that would have been great. I agree. I agree. Uh, so much of this movie though that is just is just fucking fantastic that we could talk about. The gore is there. The fucking. That that ten, that one shot of him well, just in the barn with the fucking nail through his foot. It's well, simple shit, simple horror yeah, shit. But we're Tyler also missing so the old age shit, though. What do you mean? Well, I, the point of this movie is, in my opinion, like we're okay watching, uh, you know, like Kid Cudi and Brittany Snow get it on. Right. But as soon as the old couple gets it on, we're like, Ain't Ugh. nobody want to fucking see that shit. Exactly. That's the point like, of the movie. Yes. Though. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. Like, oh. it, and it was, it was, like, that blew my mind. It's about Because it's not older. something, it's not it's something that I think about. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, and that's why she kills too. She's like, you don't know how lucky you are, you little bitch. But, no, but, like, we didn't, well, then we seen Pearl, and we're like, well, she's always a killer, I guess. But when we're watching this, right. it made more sense to that fact. So, I think Pearl kind of ruined X. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Pearl did not make my top ten. It is not my number one. Um, it, You know, Pearl... It, it was it was so different, and I enjoyed it, but it was almost, like, comical and 
there's a lot of acting stuff where, like, hey, mm-hmm. let's throw the camera on me and Goth for fucking ten minutes and <laughs> just go wild. And you know what? Props to you. I just didn't think it worked as well. I Why thought, are you like me? Uh, yeah. I thought X was innovative. I thought it was bringing something fresh to the genre. Yet, doing all the classic stuff that we love, it was just doing everything very well. So, X definitely fucking makes the list. And X will be watched from years to come in this fucking household. 100%. Just for Britney's nose tits. Uh, okay. So, uh, next one, Lacey motherfucking Lou. Ah, we are down to our final two picks. Yes, indeed, baby. I'm actually really excited to talk about this one. Uh, yeah? Because we haven't actually talked about it yet. Oh. Um, okay. There was a lot of movies that we've seen in the theater in 2022, um, but we didn't get a chance to podcast on them. Yeah. And this one did not make your list, as I can tell. Um, <laughs> I guarantee you this is not your number two or your number one. No? But this movie I, like, cannot stop thinking about. Okay. I have so much fucking fun with this movie. I thought it was amazing. And that movie is The Menu. Oh, oh, wow. You fucking love this. I it, fucking love this movie. No shit. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I loved all the characters. Um, I, I don't know, like, they're, like, obviously, like, I'm big into, like, reality TV and, like, <laughs> you know, the, the chef, all the oh, culinary you love stuff, it. like, MasterChef. And... It, that's a pretty big thing in our house. Yes. Like, yeah. anytime a new episode drops, I'm right on it. Jeremy's bullshit. <laughs> Jeremy's bullshit. I, like, this movie's fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. I don't, like, I, I love it. Um, yeah. Like, they fucking, obviously, spoilers, right? So, mm-hmm. he turns them into fucking s'mores. Right. Like, s'mores. S'moresies. You want some more? Some more? You want a s'more? S'more what? what? <laughs> You're killing me, smalls. <laughs> like, I don't know. A lot of people, like, compared it to Midsummer, and maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. But I don't, I don't really. Because of the end? Yeah. That's stupid. Right? What? No, that's a stupid fucking thing. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like that comparison at all. It's it's extremely original. Not a lot of fat on it. No pun intended. Oh. Like they get right to the point. They're like, this is an exclusive thing where you know people love this chef and and it's a it's a dining experience. Yeah, it, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the whole, that you love this. Movie. I like. I, I don't. We didn't even got to talk about it because we were going to podcast on it. So I never even like fully told you my thoughts on it. But I no, think... you've been fucking holding out. What do you mean you haven't <laughs> told me like? We've talked about it and we watched it again too. And I and by the way, I I really did like it. It did yeah. not make my top ten, but it was up there. Especially it went up in my mind with the ending. Like I love that. That's fucking great. Yeah, n- they fucking it, torched them. It's so fucking quirky. Yeah. And I don't know, like I and everybody was involved and like he was like everybody knows the main ingredient is made with love. Yes. And I, I don't, like it had a little bit of heart to it too. You right. Know? Right. And. Right. I don't know. Uh, God, was it John? Uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Leguizamo. Le- 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 oh, no, John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, I cannot pronounce that fucking yeah. last name. But he was like, He's "What?" Great. He was like, "What did I do?" He was like, "I had one day off, <laughs> and I went and seen your movie." Oh yeah. I did not like your movie. <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> like, you know, something yeah. along those lines. Like the movie's a fucking blast from beginning to end, and like she's a smoker, and he was like the dude that brought her there just to kill her, just so he could dine at this fine establishment. Right. Um, right. You know, he's like, "You're he gonna kill your palate." Like, yeah, 
He switched her out. It's, 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 there's so many fucked up things in this movie. He's and... like, you don't belong here. Yeah, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, um, nuances in it, too, in terms of, like, they, they don't. They don't really hide what the plot is. Yeah. Like, you pretty much know what's going to happen. I think they even fucking say it at one point, like, you're all going to die. <laughs> right. And it really does make for an exciting experience because you're wondering, A, are they going to even, like, get out? Like, and, and I know at one point they try, like, they just let them go. And, and, and it's just all hilarious how it's it's very much like a dark fucking comedy. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. One one. Big problem I had was uh, with the main character. He was such a douche. He was such a shithead that I feel like he should have got a better death. Because it's off screen. It's off screen. But I, like... I love how subtle it is, though. Well, but th- but exactly. I really wish I'd have been anybody. <laughs> he got it the worst, though. But instead of that, we get this. What is it like the sous chef? Like <laughs> there's so much greatness in this movie. I. I gotta say though, I am I am shocked. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Now that I think about it, though, like I know you liked it, so it should have been I should have been paying attention and realizing well, it's not on the list uh, so far. Like so. I just made us rewatch it too. I know. I was like, I have a feeling like this is gonna be like one of my comfort movies. Yes. Like just to throw on and fall asleep to. Like right. that's how much I fucking like this movie. And no, right. and I just wanted to talk about that character's death. I actually yeah. think it is fitting that you don't get to see him on screen die because he just wanted to be a part of it so badly and oh, he didn't get to be a part of it. Like you know big, what? Yeah. That's a good point. You know? That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think I feel like it is, like, in this instance, you know me, I hate, like, off-screen deaths. Right. But in this one, like, for him, I feel like it works because he is such a douche that we don't get to see the payoff of him being a fucking s'more. Right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, would you call this, like, dinner theater... Like uh, this is obviously like dinner theater to the extreme, and and it's it's an immersive experience to say the least. It did feel like an experience. Like I'm like sitting there waiting and wondering what the next dish is going to be. What, what uh, <laughs> we went on vacation and we did something similar. Now when we went to that place, right, I got kind of creepy vibes because like the same people that were in the show were also like serving us lemonade at the front <laughs> and like. I know when we got out of there and we tried to fucking run out, the guy was like at the back. He's like, "Hey, where are you guys going?" Like it was, it was like super uh, intense and like personal. Yeah, it was weird, uh, and I was like, "No, yeah, no, like, we're yeah. leaving." And like, but but it, like we got to go to the bathroom. Yes, well, no, or that's we what we said. said. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we said we were gonna do. But that that whole thing reminded me of it, and uh, I should have known. And also, too, like, I've said this before, with you, you try and make everything an experience, and that's why I love you for it. Almost like a good party planner or or somebody who just who just knows and, and gets, like, a vibe of a place and how much that can really, you know, take over the room, so to speak. And, like, you're that type of person, so you having this this high... On your list. Shame on me for not fucking getting it. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that you didn't pick up on it. I, can I be honest with you? I was like, all right, if it's not on there, it's probably number 11, and we'll talk about it, you know, later on during the honorable mentions. Yeah. That, no, that's where no, I have mine. Yeah, no, it's so high up there for me. Um, yeah, one thing I do want to say is, like, sometimes I just get really annoyed with social media. 
Yes. And like, it comes in waves. Uh, and like we had the, a tsunami I, recently. I just love this movie <laughs> so fucking much. Yeah. That like, like I was able to pick up on like intricate details and what's like happening and whatnot, you know. Right. And all anybody was focused in on was the goddamn cheeseburger. Right. Like that's all they talked about. Like, right. This movie's great, blah. But like, it's I I I really want a cheeseburger. But like, you're not clever. You're not funny. We get it. Right. You know, like I, it's just one thing like that annoys me. I'm sorry if you're one of those people, but that annoyed me. Now, <laughs> right. No, I liked it in the movie, but I just don't need everybody like saying. Oh, uh, one is a che- you're gonna want a cheeseburger real bad after you see this. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and and like and the whole thing of the movie was that basically she wasn't one of these foodies, yeah. uh, and she wasn't one of these people. So she was, just, and she also was working with his past and how he was a chef. Yeah, and like the simplicity. Like the first thing that he made or like got uh, accolades for was like so a now, cheeseburger. And, yeah. So now that we say that, then I will retort to what you said in that. Yeah, no, we got it. Like, right. so that's what you're saying. Like, they that was the end of it, yes, but there's a lot more going on. I mean, a lot more going on in this movie than just that. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Now, off of that subject, though, I will ask you, uh, was that beef tainted? So did she get out of there and live? Or did he just let her go and because of that line earlier about the beef being... Like, if you serve it on, um, it's, like, it, a certain day. It, 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 was it, it that day? If it's a day later, then it goes bad. But that's why she's like, but that's why we're doing it tonight and everything's perfectly timed. So it kind of alludes to the fact that, yeah, like, But it maybe, wouldn't have mattered if they ate it because they were all going to die anyways. Correct. But so, she ate it. Yes, so I'm curious. So was that tainted? Because it was like later on in the night. I have to go back and rewatch that part again. Right. But I do remember bringing that up, and I don't know why I didn't pay attention to it on our second rewatch. But um, yeah, but I think it's meant to be ambiguous. Yeah. It's they they put that line in. Is it during that time period? We don't know. Yeah. Because the burger was not on his planned list. That means, like, you know, the timeline got a little messed up. And then she's on a boat, so then there's a time jump there, too. So you, you don't know exactly how long it is, and you don't know exactly how precise the meat. But, yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting movie. And and Ray Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes, whatever the fuck, uh, that is... Voldemort. That is he the is Red Dragon to me, yes. <laughs> uh, he is fucking fantastic. I think he steals the show, but... I, and it, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. Yeah. She did a fantastic job, and so did fucking Beast, even though he was a pain in the ass, and I fucking hated I him. I love this cast. We, have yeah, fucking, good... we fucking have, who's the boss? Oh my God, right? Judith Light. Her husband's, uh, I think he was on House of Cards. He's fucking great. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, we have the chick from The Whale. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was much better in this. She was great, yeah. No, she, she had she a great She actually was good in The Well as well. Yes. As well. Well as well. Well as well. Well, well, well. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that is my number two. I'm sure we'll... Interesting. A, I'm sure we'll do a deep dive on it at some point. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That might be a fun commentary. And they roast them all as marshmallows and at the, the end. It's fucking J- fun. Or R.I.P. R- R- Jeremy Loudon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just fun little quirky shit like that. I love those little inserts. And, yeah. And, and the menu and as it's... You know, they're, they're explaining everything. It, it, it really is a great movie. Um, I, like, 
Yeah, it probably just missed. It was like my 11 or 12. It was up there, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie. All right, that's your number two. Holy number shit. Number two, yeah. You were fucking holding out and, on me, Lacey Lou. And that came at the end of the year. Like, I didn't think anything was going to hit. Right. Um, yeah, it did. Co- we just it saw It came that. out, like, at the end of November. We so. were dying laughing watching this movie. I loved it. It's Absolutely like a dark comedy. It. It's a five out of five for me. If it reminded me of Hostel a little bit. I know I say that about movies, but it's always in like a high regard when I yeah. say that. Like I, I enjoy it. So yeah, cool. I don't think it you were looks. initially as high on it, and then the second rewatch, I think you enjoyed it a little more. Um. So when we went in to watch it, I so we've been taking this new approach in that like even if i see a trailer it's only going to be once if that you know yeah. because going Love in the scream. well yeah <laughs> that's a whole other fucking thing but like the less i watch it the better experience i have because again you start putting things together in your head and you have certain expectations that come along with seeing it and it just there's nothing there so i was surprised and i was mainly i was surprised at how dark it went like, it was super, like, everybody's gonna die, that's it. Like, there's no... This is a suicide pact. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, exactly. It, it, <laughs> and they did it in such a fun way. And add on the fact that you are, like, you'll put on MasterChef all the time and, like... We're watching MasterChef Australia right now. Yeah, and I'll wake up and, like, you'll be passed out and, and I'll start watching it. <laughs> I'll just get so into it. Like, I low-key love that shit, too. I love Gordon Ramsay. I love fucking all those shows where he went in and, you know, yelled at him for fucking cleaning up their kitchens. I love... I, even the kids one. Like, it's... It's fun to watch, so uh, <laughs> that delights me. That's kind of one of the highlights of your list for me. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, no, I abs- I, I thought it was going to surprise you. Yeah. Um, but also not at the same time. So right. I, I don't know. Um, well, if I was smart, I would have put it together that it wasn't on your list previously. So. <laughs> or it could have been an honorable mention, but I mean... I, this was way better than Barbarian to me. Yeah. yeah. No. Right on, yeah. baby. All right. Well, as much as a surprise as that was to me, I don't think this will be a surprise to you at all what my number two no. is. No, um, you know, there are certain movies that just hit with you in life, and uh, Kevin Smith has been a, um, a continuous filmmaker that I've not only loved, but it's just been fun going along the journey with him. So Clerks 3 came out. I mean, probably one of my most anticipated movies since Clerks 2 uh, because Clerks 2 was a game changer for me. Clerks 1, you could talk forever about, you know, how people are inspired by that movie, how, how filmmakers are inspired by that movie just because of its low budget and, and Kevin Smith's approach and, and everything. Um, his whole career, really, if you look at it, it's been fucking insane. Uh, Clerks 2 came around and really injected some heart into the franchise um, and that whole SQ universe, so to speak. Um, and while Jay and Silent Bob are are really fun and I enjoy a lot of aspects to it, there is that silly, silly aspect to it that kind of um, separates it from the Clerks franchise and that's where I think the true heart is. Uh, but also, with this movie, the comedy was straight fucking fire. Like, I thought everybody did a fantastic job. I thought the new cast members in it did a great job as well. 
all of the uh, side people that came in, you know, like you got your Justin Longs and fucking, what's her name, Tracy Ullman's in there. You got all these fucking heavy hitting comedic people wanting to kind of converge and, and make this movie with Kevin Smith. And I think they, they nailed it. I mean, honestly, from the opening scene when they played My Chemical Romance, fucking goosebumps. I did not expect that. Figured, yeah, we'll watch Dante opening the shutters, and they, they're fucking playing hockey on the rooftop, just like the first one. By the way, this is nothing but references to the other movies, references to Clerks 1, homages, and all these kind of inside jokes that culminate into, you know, what I find to be, like, a beautiful fucking film. For me... That is for me. You gotta understand something about Kevin Smith fans and people that gravitate towards this type of shit. It's either gonna work for you or it's not, you know? And I know when you and I talked about it, baby, I know I was higher on it than you were. But also, too, like, you loved that shit. You loved The Last Jane Silent Bob, you know? So I love the fact that you even love those. Like, you won't even give Star Wars a chance, which I don't blame you. But like, well, I'm gonna they- have to with this Oscar nominee shit that I've been doing. <gasps> Is it? Yeah? Two of them were nominated. Oh my god. Well, th- We're going to bring that back in a minute. We're going to talk <laughs> more about that coming up. I did not know that. That's exciting. Uh, but no, just so much anticipation for this and, and when this movie dropped, I'll be honest with you, like I was kind of shocked at how good it was. Um, Lacey Wu, what did you think of Clerks? Like Three? you with the menu... Of it being on your honorable mentions. This is an honorable mention. Good. I, nice. I, I did shed a tear or two. I don't know if you've seen me do so in the theater. Yeah. But I did. At the um end. Yeah. Um, when they're playing, the, it was. It also reminded me of the ending of Dawson's Creek a bit. When, yeah. You know, when, oh, yeah. When they yeah. bring in the, the uh, tape to show her of. Right. You know, um, it just reminded me of that a lot. Um, oh, that's A lot of things me. remind me of Dawson's Creek, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, I thought uh, this was great. Um, it was, I feel like it was a little too, like... Melodramatic. Yeah, um, because Clerks 2 is so fucking funny. Right. And this was just more raw and real, I guess. But uh, why is that, though? Because he had a life-changing experience happen to him. He had a heart attack Yeah, in he real was life. facing life or death, and so he wanted to showcase what it looks like to survive that and then what it looks like to not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, he did it in reverse with, yeah. between which characters you thought would get it or not. Um, the whole movie was actually really sad. It was a little, yeah. bit, you know, with Rosario Dawson's character right. and, you know, the baby. and. You know what I liked about that, though? They treated it um, pretty, pretty well. I thought there was one scene where... Dante couldn't go into the movies and he just like ran away like 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 hysterical crying and I remember somebody was just like get an Oscar for this man and I'm like settle down because <laughs> it's not at that caliber but like uh, I think the emotions are listen that's real life I feel like that scene with uh, you suck 36 dicks of the 37 dicks of the parking lot with that scene with her in the car. And then, like, you know, she's Veronica like, yes, yeah, she's like, I have a family. Oh, I'm sorry, or whatever. And then she's just like, you, you want to fuck? fuck? <laughs> like, that's real life. You know what I mean? And, like, her talking about 
uh, in, in the you know in the dream sequence, she's talking about all the celebrities that she's fucked up in heaven. That is a classic Kevin Smith fucking conversation right, right there. Yet. It's all different because she's really dead and it has all this emotional weight, but it never fucking deviates from what made Kevin Smith fucking famous, which is those great fucking conversations, uh, you know, and, and, and all those things. There's one scene where it's right where Dante gets his heart, heart attack later on in the movie and they're talking and they're, it's, they're filming that scene in Clerks when he's talking about his life and how they're sitting there. And the greatest kind of, like, thing happened to where, like, you can see in the freezer, and then there's the hater tots. The hater tots. That, to me, is everything, because it's the melding. It's the it's the combination the universe, yeah. of new and old. So, like, we know that, and we love that moment, like, the hater tot moment. Yeah. And then to see it in quirks, like, and them filming it like that, it just... I, like, broke down. I'm like, this is intense. Well, that, I love that's it. something I actually wanted to ask you because uh, now that you mentioned old and new. Yes. Um. So do you think, all right, so, like, Jay and Silent Bob, right? right? It kind of, just a little bit, hear me out on this, it kind of felt like they were setting up Elias, and I can't think of his friend in this. Yeah. But they are very reminiscent of yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. Like, do you see them... So, this is like the end of the Clerks era, right? Right. So, can you see these two characters yeah. in other films now? 100%. Like, within the universe? 100%. Yeah? Yeah, I, I always thought him and Clerks, too... Uh, with, like, I with, see them hanging out at the mall rats. Pillow pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, without right. a doubt. I I mean, look at Ethan Suppley. He came back, and he was only in it for two seconds. But he's all ripped now and shit. Sarah and, and Freddie. Sarah Fre- So many people want to be involved with this movie. Ben Affleck. You know? Um, yeah, Affleck and Jay and Silent Bob had a better moment in that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't have all these moments in every single movie. But I also like that it was just Dante and Randall, and the focus was mainly on them. And all the cameos were exactly that, just cameos. Because... Jane Silent Bob, you can get away with it, and it kind of thrives on those things. But with this, it was more of a centralized story. And two, if you do watch Clerks and like, or you have a very good recollection of that movie, and you watch this, man, they got all the supporting cast, like all the people that come in the store from Jersey. Those people are in this movie again. They're all fucking older. Like it, it's just, it's one of those things where. You start thinking about Kevin Smith and his career and how big it is and yet how small it is. It's just, it's it's by far the most fucking inspiring thing to me personally when it comes to just watching film or like when I occasionally get the idea like I could make a movie. That it's exactly because of this dude. He makes it tangible and he nailed Quirks 3 in my opinion so fucking well that it's just one of, like, uh, we, you bought it for me. Like, we're gonna... You, you, like, get one movie for Christmas. And I got it. <laughs> yeah, but I got it. But, you know, but no, but this is important because the reason why I really, really, really fell in love with Clerks 2, listening to the audio commentaries, watching his great... Because he's got great featurettes. Like, they're behind the scenes from, like, day one and all the shooting that they do. It's like a whole different fucking experience. So I have yet to even dive into that, and that's why I love these movies as well. It's because there's so much content 
that that Kevin Smith gives you and and things that I haven't even watched yet, deleted scenes, all that kind of stuff that I'm really looking forward to. So Clerks 3 is my number two. It's it's by far, you know, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, listen, Clerks 2 is always going to be like my number one Kevin Out Smith the, movie, yeah. but this is fucking up there. Uh, probably Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and then this one. How Clerks do you not 3. love Mallrats more? I love Mallrats like it Mallrats is is different for me. Mallrats is that movie where I actually feel most disconnected from when I first started watching his movies. And then the more I found out about it and learned about that movie, it's super intriguing. Like, they just gave him a bunch of money and, like, it was just craziness. Like, it was his first big movie and, like, whatever. So that is intriguing on a whole different level. We did try and watch it, but we watched like, the wrong version. And uh, that yeah, could... <laughs> don't do that. We I got the Criterion. Yeah. Is that, is that how you say it, Criterion? Yeah. But... Uh, version, and it. he was like, I don't recommend you to watch it this <laughs> he way. He even says it he in does. the beginning. He, He's yeah, like, he, don't. Yeah, and, this version sucks. And, and he, he was it, right. it does ruin it. Yeah. It really does. Yep. Yep. It's such a fucking damper. Like, I wish I could erase it from my memory. And, and you know what? It had been a while since I had watched Rats, and so when we had went back and tried to watch that version, it had sl- slowed it down, if not brought it to a complete fucking stop. But I want to throw it in again, and, and I do. I, I love Mallrats. And watch Mallrats, it the right way. Mallrats is fantastic, and I hope they fucking bring it back in, in a in a big bad way, as Kevin Smith says. You know, so yeah, I look I look forward to anything Kevin Smith does, and I love his original stuff like Tusk and all that shit. Like fuck, like minus he, yoga hosers. Oh well, yeah, yoga hosers. I can't do. But you know what though? I kind of like that though. Like, I'm not, like, one of those, like, I will suck this filmmaker's dick no matter what he does. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? That's fine. And, like, he knows it, too. And I don't know. He's just such an interesting filmmaker. And Clerks 3, it was really fucking special for me. I know I'm leaving out some stuff, but whatever. Maybe I, if you listen to us on this podcast, I guarantee those moments will come back in some shape, way, or form. So that will be the end of me talking about it for now. So my number two, Clerks 3, baby. So we have come to number one. Oh my God. It is that time of the hour. We are here. And is anybody really fucking surprised? What? <laughs> what our number one is. Our number one? <laughs> yes. That didn't make my top ten, baby. What? <laughs> you, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> you, you look. You literally look like you're about to cry. No, the blood just left my head. <laughs> it did, you, did. Did you believe me? I just got pale for a second. I said, "What do you mean?" Yeah, you're looking like Ghostface. That there is no way, shape, or form that in this reality that we live in, Scream isn't your number one movie, baby. <laughs> hey, I, I. I I can tell you that Scream 3 was not my number one movie of whatever year that came out. Everybody can say that. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, so, So it was possible that this was not going to be, and... I have to tell you, the menu's very, very high up for me. Well, yeah. you know, had had Scream not came out, like, um, I would probably have quite a different... uh, Two two completely different movies. One is a new, fresh idea... Now, the other one is a franchise that you have loved your entire life. Yes. So much going into it. So much hype. Let's start there before we get into the actual movie. Let's talk about 
the hype and how long it was since we've gotten a Scream movie. You know. uh, well, it had been a decade, mm-hmm. um, a little over, obviously. No, it, uh, no, a decade. Uh, no, yeah, eleven years. Yep. It had been eleven years. Um, two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty-two. Now, when you heard Radio Silence, uh, grabbed it and Spyglass or whatever, initial response for that? I mean, the only thing I'd ever, ever seen them done was, um, you know, Ready or Not. Right. So, I I can't live and die by one movie. I just know right. that I thoroughly enjoyed that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so, I was excited because... Um, the things that I had read that, you know, they're a big fan of the franchise. All these um, things started the, coming the, out. The letter that they wrote to Nev. And she signed on because um, of that. You know, uh, Courtney Cox was the last one to get announced, yep. you know, and it was like they were just like, and the promotional skills for this fucking movie, like, yeah. they were, you know, I remember like they created a whole group on Facebook for it. Yeah. about it? They had like the 12 days of Scream yep. for during December because the movie was coming out in January. The cast members were very vocal. Yes. Uh, one, to their detriment, who might have gotten into some trouble for it. Uh, yeah, Marley Officer Shelton. Officer Judy. <laughs> uh, she accidentally tagged Skeet. Like, uh, but but here's the thing. At this point, we're like, are they fucking with us? And all these things. So the speculation alone is, is so much fun. And I can say it so loudly and proudly now because we're going through the same thing with the next one. Right. We'll, we'll circle back around to that in a minute. But the hype for Scream 5 was so fucking intense in this household. I remember when it was about a month or so out from seeing it, we were fucking going insane here. Like, it was at a fever pitch. We we would wake up every day and fucking theorize. talk about it. Theorize. And break down the fucking trailer. And, man, it's just so much fun. Like, it's such a, it's such a franchise that is so beloved to us. And at the same time, people don't get the other side to something like that. There's a lot of potential for it not to live up to our standards. And that comes with a big fear. You know, and I think leading into going into the movie, and actually that initial first watch, I didn't really know how it felt. Yes, lot to take in. It was. It a was, lot. It was emotional. Yep. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about the killers. Yep. Um, at the time, um, so I didn't know how I felt about anything. Yeah, it was. It was that opening scene with after Jen Ortega yes. and they go to the bowling alley. And they're playing um, the the uh, the Outcast remix song. Um, Ready I, I'm not. like, this does not feel like Scream. As I'm watching, it kind of it, does though. So, so yeah. I'm glad you said that because when you really bring, like, we saw look those at, set look photos at Scream too. too. Right, right. You know, well, 100. percent But like, again, I'm looking at it and it's like they're a bowling alley or whatever. You know how much time we spent talking about the damn bowling alley and how there's going to be a kill in a bowling alley? It was <laughs> in the movie for two seconds. That's where they worked. And then that's it. Right. That's it. And that's what that I love like, about it. That was like us going to that restaurant <laughs> for our 48-hour film festival movie. Oh, my God. Right, right. It, like, it was that. Right. Yeah, it was that. that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, there was so many preconceived notions and we were breaking everything down, all the set photos, behind-the-scene photos, or whatever. Neil Prescott's car. Yeah, right. Well, And that was in the movie. <laughs> movie technically too but it wasn't his car it was just an homage so again like you never fucking know but it was just easter eggs but i love that the filmmakers clearly had so much love and as we're watching it like we're on for we're just along for the fucking ride and i'm like 
all right. I'm like, I'm liking these characters. Like, they're not bad. Um, uh, I do want to go back to that opening scene, though, with Jen Ortega. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. Roger Jackson, hats off to you. One of his best performances, I think. Oh, yeah. Because he starts off normal. Yep. That, that gave me goosebumps because I was like, oh, I was like, baby, it's him. Because he's talking and I'm like, it's him. You're like, I know it's him, motherfucker. Right. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> of course you but, do. I mean, he hasn't done that in a while. It, right. Um, he hasn't like talked to. Um, Normally. You know, he did it with, um, you know, Casey in Scream 1. But even then he was he very did it with Sydney. Casey. You, what, what do you mean? Like, like, like he changed he, the tone of his voice? It was scary. Like, like you know, like, yeah. he would he would talk and then add in a little. Like, yeah. And so it was like, oh, this one, he was like, ah, scary movie. Like, like Charlie was, from Group. Yes. He was very much, like, upbeat and, like, whatever. And so to us, now, in that first movie with Drew Barrymore, we've never heard those, so we have nothing to reference. Now, in this one, all these years later... We've listened to fucking this dude's voice a million times, and yet he was doing something different with it, and it led into the ghost face fucking thing, and I thought that was so brilliant. Again, something that we never thought of. Like, we would never think of something like that, and it's those little brilliant additions that I think make the movie not only special, but they make it unique while still adhering to the franchise and all its kind of... I don't want to use it in a negative way, but tropes. Yeah. Um, and, like, theorizing, you yeah. know, what was going to happen with the beginning or even the ending. I don't know. Um, like, I didn't... This is, like, the one thing, the one... My proud moment of the conclusion that I came to okay. like, while watching it... Yes. ...was, um, like, it. I didn't get spoiled. I didn't see anybody else's theor- theory on this at all, period. Okay. Um, but I remember, I was like, what if it's about Stab? Right. You know, I was like, what if, it, like, they play some stab trivia? I remember I literally said that. You did that. say that. I remember and, you saying that. Uh, like, I was like, eh. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. No, you said that the day before we went to go see it. Or it was the day of. Because we throw theories around all the time. But I've never had more theories pop into my head right. than when we're thinking about Scream. And, and that's why I know that, like... Or, You're well, my person. We're, we're, <laughs> that. But that I know that... Uh, We'll do a whole other episode on Scream 6. But yes. um, I do know that, guarantee, that, I mean, that's all we're talking about right now, obviously. Yeah. But I guarantee you that one of the theories that Dan and I have had on it, guarantee you one of them is what this movie is coming yep. to be. Yeah. Um, I can't say for certain, though. Like, so, right. like, I'm excited. But, um, so I can't, like, I don't want to be that person that when something happens, like, oh, I called it. Right, You right. know, like... It, it's probably going to be that, but, like, a different version. Like, we got some parts right, but they just did it with somebody else or something. You know, like, yeah. something close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I I honestly, when I'm watching this movie and, and then, you know, that opening scene hits and Ghostface is fucking brutal as ever, too. Um... The opening scene, I think, you know, they, they did a little with the locks and stuff like that. But I wasn't like... They should have saved it and not put it in the trailer. Right. You see, oh, th- that was a big fucking thing, too. And that's how we knew she was going to live, too, which that was tough because we see they her... They showed that, like, whole clip. We see her in the hospital later and stuff like that. But a couple things that I took out of this opening scene. One, these filmmakers are going for brutality. 
when they break that little bitch's fucking leg. <laughs> and then he fucking, he, he goes right through her fucking hand. I'm like, they're not fucking around. They are going right for the fucking jugular. It does feel a little too confined, though. Okay. Like, she never leaves the kitchen. Right, right. You know, I mean, well, I mean, she goes in a circle and shuts some music off or whatever, but like... Uh, yeah, there's no chase scenes. Yeah. They're, 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 and that's very evident, and I think that they... We're gonna get a, they listened, and we're going to get a lot of that in six. <laughs> and, you know, and I was just going to say that, too, but I even think it's one step further. I think that they were aware that it didn't have any chase scenes and they were probably like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do it in the next one. Do you know what I mean? They're so aware of what they're doing that I know what you're saying though. Like they listen to the fans. Yes. But that was a very vocal one and they were like, yeah, we don't know. But anyways, so I think that, yeah, brutality is one thing. The second thing that I got is they did something really fucking special with this movie. They played on all our nostalgia Accompanied with the cinematography and the music, and they made Ghostface fucking epic. That last shot when he flips the knife around, holy fuck. We're getting scenes in this movie, and same with the Dewey scene. Like, uh, there are so many classic shots of Ghostface. I think, and we talked about this in length, but that shot with the fucking, with the, and you hear the sound of the fucking Mm -hmm. voice changer come on. That is so epic. Scream has never been filmed kind of like in regards to people like us loving this franchise and worshipping like like some people do Jason or or, or Freddy or, or Leatherface. And or Michael. Michael Myers. Like, we get these epic fucking ghost face shots. Um, and I loved it. I, I fucking loved it. I'm like, they are taking such care of our franchise and they're shooting it in a way where it's held in such a high regard and held with such respect that fucking kill when they when he kills or she kills Kyle Gallner and fucking you know we get that epic fucking ghost face shot in the alley and the song yes. Red Right Hand oh yeah. Red Right Hand can we talk about that for a second the most perfectly used fucking song in the entire movie like, he shuts it off, and then he turns it back on, and right. he's right behind. Like, yo, that's how you do it. You incorporate these classic songs that are, that are you know, that go with this franchise, and you use it into the plot. It's fucking brilliant. Like, here's my thing, though, and, and the reason I bring this up is because I don't want to sound completely unbiased, um... While this is my number one movie, is it a perfect movie? No. That Kyle, Personal preference. That, yeah, that Kyle Gallner thing. <laughs> fucking bar! <laughs> <laughs> like, we laugh so hard when that, you want a real drink, live. <laughs> it's so bad and ridiculous, but at the same time, like, I'm not gonna just, like, oh, disregard it, like, that scene doesn't exist. It does exist, and it's not perfect, but there are other things that, that kind of compensate for those shortcomings, I think. Yeah, like, you know, my whole top ten, to be honest with you, I feel like the reason that all of these movies made my top ten yes. is because I can name a scene in them that sticks out in my brain. Right. Like, so, for Don't Worry Darling, um, 
it's obviously has to be like when Harry Styles is going down on her. Oh my god. Um, you know, deep water, like some little pervy, oh god, I guess. Yeah. Was, you know, and <laughs> Ben Affleck is eating her ass. No, that's literally why that movie made my top ten. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That's how much I love that scene. Uh, with bones and all, it's it's you know Sully and his fucking long hair. And Sarah, who wants some popsicles in my basement? Barbarian, come get your baby. <laughs> uh, the Fablemans, when Michelle Williams is dancing in the, the uh, they're camping, yeah, and she's dancing yeah. in the headlights, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, Luckiest Girl Alive. It's this ending scene and uh, what Mila Kunis says to this bitch on the street. Like, it's fucking epic. Is it ruthless? I fucking love it. No shit. I gotta see that movie. Uh, the Black Phone, um, it's the whole montage of him putting all of the elements together and, um, you know, that all the past boys that had died. Yeah. You know. The, I'll the, scratch the, face. What? This face? face? <laughs> the, the whole montage of that is just, you know, it, it's oh, epic. It gives man. Me, it it's, literally gives me chills. Gives you the feels. Yeah. Yes. And then. Step back, step front, swing. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, with X, um, there, there's a lot of moments oh, in X, yeah. actually, but the one that sticks out of my head is, you know, Brittany Murphy speaking about being sex positive and... And landslide. Yeah, and then oh. she goes into that, like, it's just, yes. you know, she's like, we're gonna just live our lives and fuck, yep. you know? Like, I just, I don't know, it was, it was a great moment. Can I say something about that, yeah. too? It really struck me as a dude, because, <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when he has that conversation... Like, as a guy, because, like, I know, like, you can't relate to this, but, like, as a guy, it's like, well, she's going to do what she wants, so, like, you could either fucking, you know, be a man. Get on board or get Get on out. board yeah. or, like, peace out. Right. And, like, <laughs> true words have never been spoken. Like, yo, it's fucking, it's, it's a new time. Even though this is, like, a uh, setback, you know, whatever, it's very uh, true to real. And then uh, for the menu, the scene. Yes. Um, it, it's the s'mores. Like I can't get that fucking. See- I, I just fucking see who's the boss <laughs> right. with this fucking marshmallow on her goddamn head, or like around her, and like a chocolate. Yeah. You know, and the chocolate just like melting on her face. Angela, yes. Right. Um, and that's not from Sleepaway Camp. No, Angela. Angela. It's like the same. <laughs> right. Is that Tony Danza? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> maybe, maybe a near relative. <laughs> And then Scream, it has the most memorable moment yeah. oh, of, of the year for me, and, and that's Dewey's death. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't, like, who gives a shit? I do. Uh, you know, no. and... Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, you know, he goes, not today. Yes, today. today. You know, and, like, it just, it's brutal. It's authentic. You know, the, the music that, like, this was his swan song. You know? The whole movie. Yeah, this was Dewey's movie. The whole fucking movie. You know. No, the, you, you're keying into something that people don't get. We love these fucking characters so much that... I felt like I lost a best friend. But but they got so much right in this that they allowed Courtney Cox and David Arquette to only have one scene together. One scene and they were more charismatic. They got more across. You could feel them more in this one scene than the entirety of Scream 4. Right. And you know what? Now that I think about that, you could look at it this like, oh, that's just giving it a pass. But no. at that time, though, at Scream, with Scream 4, they were distant. So I feel like they were trying to get their life back together, yeah. and they ne- and as we found out, close, they yeah. never succeeded. Yeah. But they were trying, and it felt 
disingenuous. It didn't feel like the Gale and Dewey that we knew. Now, right. with things changing, that fucking scene broke me. I was trying not to cry when when they had that scene together, and he was like, oh, I, I couldn't hack it. I'm just a coward. I left in the middle she of the night. She says you're a lot of things. I'm, like, choked up right now. Like, right. like right there, that tells me that they get, they get it. They fucking get it. Like, these are characters that we've grown with, and, like, if you do take them from us, then you fucking give them the respect that they deserve. And you knew it, and I knew it, that right when Dewey fucking came and he was, like, you know, in his trailer, I felt this emotion that I was like, I feel like, not that I'm being used, but why are they, like, giving Dewey so much here? And now I know, and and that's why, and I appreciate that. That's how it's done. I don't know why we haven't even talked about this, yeah. but I kind of just, like, had an epiphany. Okay. And for Scream 6, uh, it's been supposedly revealed that there's a surprise cameo or a special cameo. Just for you. Like, we haven't even entertained the idea that it might be David Arquette. Yeah. Like, we haven't. Right, right. Like, that's probably the most plausible. Is it in a video, you think? Like, a Randy situation. Right, 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 like right. Like, 100%. Yep. Like, if it's, like, it... I never thought of that either. You're like, right. Like, that's a good point. That makes the most sense to me now that, like, as we're just talking about this scene. Do you think it's going to be used as, uh, for Gail, like, as an emotional thing? Something. Like, it's going to be like a Randy in part uh, three. Do you, oh, do you think that... Through, maybe through the video or whatever, Gail's watching it, and Dewey kind of helps her solve it. Like, in that moment, that's when she figures it out. Right. So Something. even from beyond the grave, Dewey's, Dewey's yes. still doing due diligence. Right. Dewey diligence. <laughs> is I like that is idea. Dim-witted experience. Yeah. I like that I idea. Just, like, talk, like there, there has to be a reason, and, like... Well, Right. I don't like that's I don't know why I didn't think about it till just right now, but their relationship it means so much. Yes. Yes. That I feel like honestly I'm gonna be disappointed now if it doesn't happen. Right, (laughs) right. And Um, yeah, and and we have so many theories and so many reasons behind why we think this And that would be so easy for him to do because there's a space in between in in Scream Five, two thousand twenty two, I'm just calling it Scream Five. Yes. Um, to where he you know, he kicks uh Melissa, Sam, and Richie out, yes. you know, and then he just shows up. So there is time right. where he, and he had just messaged Gail. Yep. So maybe he filmed right. the whole thing, like, hey, I'm getting ready to go do this. Yep. Here, you know, something yeah. along those lines. And we know that uh, Gail probably cleared out Dewey's trailer because she has that same picture with the same frame. Right. So she took that from Dewey's trailer. Yeah. So maybe she's like looking at some. So or some at, stuff at, had came of at his. a drive or something yeah. from his computer, and she's like, doesn't want to, because that's another thing. Uh, ah, see, we're doing it. I, knew I know we're, we're talking too much about the next movie, but but honestly though, I'm glad we are because I want to say this real quick too. These fucking filmmakers, when they made Scream Five, guess what, motherfuckers? They know it's gonna be a fucking cash crop. Everybody, oh, January is the fucking dumping ground. <clears throat> Wrong. That shit cleaned up. Did you have any fucking doubt that the greatest fucking franchise currently, the reigning fucking champ, the Michael Jordan of fucking horror franchises? Did I spit on you? You did. 
That's so how excited sorry. he is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you really think that it wasn't going to clean up at the box office? And also, did do you really think that Spyglass is going to acquire this franchise to only do one fucking movie and then just, oh yeah, we're just going to fucking shelve it? No, they hire these directors and writers to do preferable, you would think a trilogy, that's usually what they say, whatever, but maybe more, maybe fucking six new movies. And guess what? You can tell that they have foresight to keep it going. All these fucking hints of Kirby's still alive. All these fucking things that allude to we're going to continue this story. Did you ever fucking think that these motherfuckers were just playing with us? No. no they're not playing around. No. Like, take it for example, like, they knew that no matter who was revealed at the killer at the end of this, yes. people were going to be up in arms or disappointed. 100%. And that's why when Richie says, like, everything's intentional, everything is with purpose, right? Yes, yes. And that's why, like, when he comes down the stairs, very much like Billy, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're like, oh, no, it is him. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he says that, yeah. And, you know, he stabs her, and then he goes, I, I know. know. It sucks. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> but I really was the best... Uh, choice for the part. Right, right. You know. Well, let's talk about Richie for a second. Now, you get some, like, it seems like uh, scream nepotism going on with, uh, he's the son of Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan's mentioned in the movie. Right. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's cousin ends up being... Amber. Amber in, in this as well. So many correlations to other people. Connectivity. Yeah, they brought fucking, um, uh, what's his name, Matthew Willard back to do a cameo. Nobody knew it was him and that was the intention, but it just shows the love. They brought back fucking Randy and we heard a story behind the scenes of they were all at a convention together and they're like, did you get the call? And like they were all involved with the toast to Wes, you know? Stuff like that means everything. That means that if they can use them without sacrificing the story or, you know, anything like that, right. then they're going to use them. Like, they had a shrine to Randy. And, like, so many things are thought out. Of course there's going to be some plot holes and people are going to point some some plot holes out and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it was treated with care. It was treated with with respect, and treat it with love, dude. Like, they love this shit just as much as we do. Like, I want to talk about the Sam stuff. Now, they added in not a supernatural element, but a psychological aspect to the Scream series. Now, this is the fifth entry, and, well, we did get to see a little bit of, like, a dream hallucination-type sequence with Sydney in part three with her mother, so it's not completely out of left field. But this is the first time that we're really uh, diving into territory that hasn't been explored yet in in the Scream franchise. Because generally speaking, it's ground-level stuff, it's killers in a mask, whatever. Now we're dealing with Sam, who is revealed as Billy Loomis's daughter, which is fucking pretty big reveal, too. Like, we had heard that it, it might possibly be the case, but... Still really fucking cool when you think about it and and how the Scream franchise goes in terms of, like, the legacy and and family and the continuity of those couple things. But what did you think of of them adding in um, the the, the Billy Loomis hallucinations? Um, I think one scene would have been serviceable. Like, I don't... Agreed. You know? They did it too much. Yeah. Um, It's time to cut some throats, Sam. Get out of my car, Billy. Right? You look at your shirt. Take that thing off. It's all bloody. 
<laughs> like, so, I mean, I, but I like that the fact, I think these filmmakers um, and these screenwriters um, know what they're doing. Yes. Um, because it's been revealed, because in this we do get, like, an Easter egg of that Kirby was alive. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still excited about it. <laughs> and uh, what I just read an article. They said that they were originally going to bring her back for five, but then they decided that a cameo would not do, mm-hmm. and she needed a bigger role. What does uh, that tell you right there? So they, they have a plan. <laughs> right. Do I look like a man? <laughs> do I look like I got a plan? I just do things. I, I knew you would just... Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, you digress. Yes. Um, but, I, so, I, I'm just really excited. I mean, I don't think we need to review the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I know, I just love you know, talking about I it. Know, Sorry. I know, I yeah. know. No, you're absolutely right. Um, That's, like, we're heading into that territory. Sure, yeah, no, and, you're, and I'm glad you stopped us. So, <laughs> let, let's just do this then, okay. Um, I love the kills, I love the heart. Yes. I love... Stu's I, house at the end. I, I love all of the homages. Right. You know, I love, you know, Mindy's speech. Um, I love... Like, Scream seduces me. It just does. Yes. You know, it yes. just draws me in. It fucks with my brain. Like, it drives me crazy, and that's what I love. It. There's no other franchise like it, period. You know what they do differently this time that I really liked? The reveal. Amber's crazy ass. She just shoots the bitch in the in front of in front of everybody. Right. Like literally zero fucks given. Like usually it's like one or two people left. The whole crowd's just sitting there and she's just like, fuck you, bitch. Welcome to Act Three. <laughs> yes! And it's like so batshit crazy. And they kill fucking they uh you haven't seen the uh, daylight death since uh, Randy and two. Oh, we got the the Judy and the... yeah Wes kill. What a great fucking scene that is! So classic in the sense like a classic horror movie scene, and yet man, we wanted Dylan Lamenti to survive, and when he didn't, and when he gets that knife put through his fucking it was a very neck, whole tense scene. That was an intense kill. I could feel that in my neck. <laughs> but yeah, like, and then uh, with Judy dying, like, yeah, that was, but we saw that one coming and like, that what that, if she's to die in that movie, nobody's really fucking that shocked. The soundtrack? Oh, dude, the unexpected, but we were jamming that thing all year. We still are. Um, yeah, it's um up there. Like an apparition. Up here in the kitchen. Sorry. Guilty conscience. Mm. Um, no, I love... That's your jam. I, I even love the opening song Tara's listening to. Yeah. You know, I, I really love all the music in this film. It's, it's like, it's pretty up there with Scream 2 for me. Yep. For soundtrack-wise. Um, What's the one line that annoys you in this? In part five? Yeah. Do I talk about it? No, I'm just curious if you have one. Um, There's one for me. Liv annoyed the fuck out of me. Liv wanted another trick. Uh, oh, it's I'm not a, or it's like when she comes back and her eyes like she like her eyeshadow is terrible. Yes, that yes. It makes it, I know like, what she's you're wearing saying. like white eyeshadow, so it makes it like look like her eyes are like rolling and it's creepy. Yeah. And she goes, "I'm not a fucking killer." <laughs> or or when she takes the chips away from her. Yeah, like you're and, yeah right. Like, I, like, just her whole character, I hated her, period. She was too much of a red herring. Like, literally redhead, red herring. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I just hated her, period. So I I was glad she got blasted in the fucking face with a gun. Can I give my uh, most hated line? Yes. I still prefer the Babadook. 
like, come on, dude. No, it was originally supposed to be a different line. Oh, um, but um, but because she was supposed to be girlfriends with Amber. I'm still not entirely convinced that she wasn't. But here's the thing. Here's the difference, okay? Yeah. Scream 5, couple lines where it's like, eh. Scream 4, every line Trevor delivers is fucking cringeworthy. <laughs> so, like, if you look at it in that respect, like, whatever. We're kind of nitpicking here. But, no. Or fucking Angela. Tom was in the house. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No, and here's the thing. With Scream, there's always these things where it's like, well, where are the killers and could this happen? Who's on the phone and who's doing the killing? And the biggest one now is basically like, that bitch is so small, like how could she be the killer? Ghostface is fucking huge. Well, you she could be a mastermind. You're right. Well, there's and there's that. She could be the well. one ghost face killer that hasn't actually killed anybody. <laughs> she just aside from Liv. <laughs> well, she killed Liv. Oh, you're talking about Amber. Oh, I oh, thought, yeah. uh, I was theorizing that it could be Tara. Oh yeah, Tara. Sorry, right. we were, well, that's I a thought we were on the line of Babadook, so I thought that's. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are so many fucking theories that we could go over about Scream Six, but we're not. We're we're gonna wrap up our Scream Five yes. talk before we get. And crazy we have here. a whole uh, episode of that with Christian Craig that we did when the movie dropped. I love that dude. He's so fucking enthusiastic and passionate about yes. it. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, and we've talked about it multiple times. I just talked about it. I I cried on the Slumber Party Massacre, right? Trying to get that movie through. So yeah, uh, I cried listening to you. Did you? Yeah, yeah. No, I get to it as well. Uh, we just we connect on so many levels, and Scream is just a direct fucking main line to our hearts. And you really just tried to review the whole movie again. I, I just love it. <laughs> You're like, so Billy, Yeah, right, right, right. what do you think about the baby? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've done, done this before. I, I want to do it again. Can we start over? <laughs> Alright, so the opening scene. No, oh, okay. You already did that. The Roger Jackson's voice was not kidding. Alright. Uh, hey Liv, you want a real drink? This is a five <laughs> out of five. Not too many fucking movies just, just get me and get you. Not too many movies can fucking make us cry in the theater. Not too many movies um, can not only do that, but leave you wanting more, which is where we are now. I mean, we're not even a fucking... It it came out in, what, January of last year? It's now February of the following year, and we got another one coming. That is so exciting. It is so fucking exciting to be a Scream fan right now. That getting it right... It's also really annoying. It's super annoying. I don't want to talk about that aspect of it, though. Let's, just, <laughs> let's be positive here. So, so that is our number one. Yes. Uh, 2022. I'm proud of that pick. Me too. I, I say it with such, like... It's an honor. Yeah, it is. It's an honor of Scream fucking did 5. You, did you I, not see what I did there? I did, baby. Oh, okay. Totally you didn't acknowledge it. it. <laughs> I was like, look at me. Give me that look like you did good, baby. Wow. All <laughs> right, so that's our number one. Both our number ones, might I reveal. Like, yeah. This you is, revealed it was already revealed. Well, yeah. <laughs> In case anybody wasn't fucking paying attention. Right. That was both of ours. Now, should we get on to a couple honorable mentions, maybe? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Okay. I got a couple as well. Look, this fucking year was insane for movies. There were so many different movies. The ones I wrote down, I just enjoyed that were memorable. I didn't necessarily rank them all. I'm just going to list a couple after after you do yours. Yeah, um, I can't remember if we talked about these all yeah, the or not, yeah, so right. um, if we have, I apologize. Yeah. But I'm not going back to rewind. Um, uh, 
Uh, no, I thought, you know, for, uh, it, it felt like Armageddon. It felt like being at the movies with my grandma and during the summer, like a blockbuster. Yeah. And it yeah. just, it just brought me back to that time while I was watching this movie mm. and it. You know, they say he's the last big, the last movie star in Hollywood, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, this movie, obviously, I'm talking about is Maverick. Yeah. Um, I, there are some scenes that you could do without, obviously, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. I thought, um, you know, the last half hour was really intense when they were going through. Like, is Maverick yeah. gonna fucking live or die? Like, I don't know. Anything could happen. You gotta pull up and then fucking go down. Oh, it was cool. Yeah, like, it, it was an experience and, yeah. like, you could feel the theater and, um, it was just, it was a really enjoyable watch. I've only seen it the one time. But, um, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't, like, you know, it didn't leave, like, that moment in my head like I talked about the other films. Right, It, right. it just didn't. Um, but it was it was popcorn fun. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously, like, people loved it. It's, it was a huge success. <laughs> it wasn't it so, nominated for, like, Best Picture or something? Like, it's crazy. I don't know if it was Best Picture, but, yeah. It's people, nominated. People sure, yeah. love this movie. Yeah, no, it made a lot of money. Um, I thought, I thought the, the, the cool parts were fucking dope. Yeah. But there was just too much Jennifer Connelly shit that was not necessary. Like, what is happening here? And then on top of that, like, um, the stuff with his, with uh, Anthony Edwards' kid um, playing the fucking piano, the same song that they, in the same bar, whatever that they were like last that, time. It's, it was too on the nose for me. It's like, it was just too much. Like, you know, know, do I something like different. I did like how him and Miles Teller fucking got shot down and they they fucking were out of the plane and then they had to get back into the old fucking plane and then did, I was like, yeah, this is fucking dope. That was a fucking fun movie. <laughs> for sure. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, what else you got, Lacey motherfucking Lou? You know, Mia Goth fucking kills it. We talked about her on mm-hmm. X, but I, I really liked Pearl a lot too. I did too. It's, I- it just, her performance at the end, it's really great. Um, I mean, her fucking a scarecrow definitely sticks out of my head, but, um, yes. you know, or dry humping it anyways. <laughs> um, right. You know, um, I don't, I, I enjoy the movie. Um, they're just, it, her performance is great. Yes. But I, I don't know. There's just something missing for me to right. push it just over the edge. Like maybe if there had been like, well, her mom did get lit the fuck up, I guess, but um, you, there needed to be the like I needed one more factor in order to put that on my top ten. Right. Do you think it was kind of um, a detriment to have the misdirect with the husband coming home at the end? I think that's what annoyed me. Yeah. You know, I think ultimately because my expect I over expected is that a yeah. word? Expectated? Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because I thought going into this that we we're gonna see like their kind of adventures together. But I think they didn't do that because she wanted to shine on her own. 100%. Do you think that they could ever go back and make another sequel with him in the picture now? Oh, 100%. They They could could, could do like a whole slew of years. Yeah. No, and I I thought her performance was great too. The movie itself, it, 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 it just had some weak parts for me. And like, I think Ty West, he's one of the greatest fucking horror filmmakers out there. I got nothing but respect for him. It just wasn't 100% for me. It was fun, though. With the alligator stuff and all that stuff that they kind of set up in X, I thought that they could have um, X-acuted it a little better. Wow. That's all. 
Yeah. Um, I've got uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh my God! Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought it could have been a little better. Okay. Um, it. Um, I don't know. Um, I liked it. I'll just leave it at that. Like, so honorable mention. Like, I thought it was like there were other more emotional films. Like Dewey's death was more emotional. Right. Me. Like, I mean. Um, I like I, the way they treated his death, though. They they didn't have him in the movie at all. Yeah. Um, and they had ones like Ryan Coogler's a fucking amazing director. Amazing director. It's, it's a film about grief and right. Yeah. But that fucking scene in Boston where they're fucking getting the girl from MIT there and they ha- on the bridge. Of course, you're gonna mention that. Yeah, it's a dope scene though. <laughs> no, it's it's a fantastic scene. But then later on at the end of the movie. When she's sitting there on the beach, and there's just a moment where the camera's just on her, and you can tell she's thinking about her brother, and it really is her superhero origin story in a lot of ways. Like, that's what she's becoming Black Panther. She ain't in the fucking suit, the movie. She's in it for like the last 15 minutes, maybe. And it's all about her hero's journey, and I didn't expect to like it as much, but I'm like, yo, this movie's fucking different. And this movie's dope it's as hell. It's not in your top ten, right? Yeah, it's, no, but, like, it just... No, but, like, the thing is, like, it's right there. Was it's, that an honorable mention, then? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I went back and forth between that and Deep Water, like, unbearable way to mess it down. They all have yeah. these good moments. So when it when it comes to, like, determining, like, do I like these moments better than this? It's very hard for me. So, again, you asked it's me hard. on a different yeah, day. Right. It could, this could be my number fucking six or seven. But, yeah, that shot of her thinking about him and it was just silent. And with the, the waves crashing, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got goosebumps. Not fucking every movie does that to me. So you got to give credit where credit's due. This was a fantastic Marvel movie in a phase of Marvel, which was super fucking underwhelming super underwhelming the last one that i got excited for was fucking spider-man oh i like the new thor one too that was cool we just watched that one recently but yeah. this one just hit so yeah sorry go ahead uh clerks 3 was on there cool um okay so i also have to mention we already talked about that so we'll just skip over that yeah. um <laughs> so the the lead in wakanda forever yes uh, the sister i can't think of the actress's name right off the top of my yeah, head yeah i don't right know now. either but she was in another film and it was called the silent twins okay did I oh actually, that movie did i already talk about this i yeah if, like if uh, i did forgive me i forget it was a while ago uh, yeah <laughs> we broke this up into two recordings yeah we had to stop recording so, sorry so sorry if i'm repeating uh but the silent twins um it was it was effective. It was sad, and it's based on a true story. It's on Peacock. Um, yeah. It's like a really fucked up movie. Right. Um, I don't want to like give spoilers away on that one because um, I, I don't think you. I don't think it's for, for you. From what you told me, though, yeah. it sounds really intriguing. So. Yeah. Well, maybe I would like it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I only have. Uh, was she good in it? Yeah, she was yeah. great. Nice. Like it was like it's about these twins, and they only communicate with each other. Like mm-hmm. they like come up with their own language and. They turn to like a life, like so they get like they were like the, the their sisters and they were the only um, two, um, black children where they moved to, and they got bullied so they came up with this whole language and then they turn to like a life of like petty crimes and shit and yeah. it gets them into like a lot of trouble and it's just, it's a really fascinating true That's true story yeah um, I like that and one. what happens it's 
like really fucking weird. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you explained it to me in the car, and I said, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a really wild story. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend it. the The performances are really, really good. It's it's really kind of sad too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I definitely recommend checking that one out. Right on, baby. Um, and then I have three more here. Okay. Um, Triangle of Sadness. It's actually nominated. Oh, I for, never saw that. Like, you didn't want to watch it. I know. I turned it on. And you got nap, not for me. I said, "Okay, I'm watching it." All I remember is the meme that Nudie made, and it said "Triangle of Merriment," and it was just Mike. Because he just kept asking for the movie. <laughs> Pretty Plus. funny. I'm gonna watch that though. I'm gonna watch yeah. it this weekend. Okay, so I won't do any spoilers on that, but um, it's definitely <laughs> it, it. It's like this one would be fun to do a podcast on because it has one of those topics that like you want to talk about with somebody right so like the only other person that i know that i've seen it is mike right so like we did theorize of like how we felt about like the ending and stuff and I'm, like this is a fun movie to get your feelings out about right um right and then i have two more here uh this one was so close so close to making the top 10 okay um but just other ones just pushed it out yeah there's um, so many good movies this movie had no business being as good as it was i wasn't expecting it i'm surprised it's not on my top 10 any like switch it around and give it a day which say. it's orphan first kill oh yeah dude i'm surprised that it's not on my list either that was a tough it, one to it, get rid it, of. it was on there for a while and yep. then i think just with you know the last couple with you know bones and all uh barbarian and the fablemans and the menu coming out like yep. it just just strong finish yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. And then the final one, um, I have to give credit to this because we enjoyed it immensely. And it's from the indie horror world. And um, I haven't been too, like, impressed with a lot of, you know, like, that leave, like, a lasting impression in quite some time. And this one is just a lot of fun. And I think we're going to make it, like, an annual Christmas watch. Uh-huh. And that is uh, the Christmas tapes. Oh, my God. Loved it. Like, our that was your Christmas ornament. I got you Paranormal Perry. You did. Uh, and if anybody hasn't listened to the Dave Sheridan interview, so good. Uh, fucking check that out. He's amazing. Yes, <laughs> he is. He definitely so, is. Yeah, uh, I love the Christmas tapes. And um, if you haven't seen it, it's now streaming. Definitely, everybody check that one out. And I don't even think you need to like be in December to watch it. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not fun. It's not over the top Christmassy either. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's how mm-hmm. an anthology should be done, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. So those were my honorable mentions. Nice, baby. Now, I got one that, um, man, this one was a huge surprise to me because we turned this on. We were like, what the fuck is going on? But then we we, we actually decided, all right, we got to watch this. We got about maybe 15, 20 minutes in, and we were dying laughing. Uh, animated, kind of. And that is Chip 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 I loved yes. this movie. It's the best animated film of the year. Right? Yeah. It was so much fun. They got so much right with the different animations and man, all the cameos. Fucking Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So Chip and Dale's is on there. Orphan, first kill. Uh, obviously did something with a prequel, much like Split, where it's never been done before. Uh, because we all had preconceived notions about how it's going to go, and they did something completely different. So, Orphan, first kill. Julia Styles, yes. Uh, I had Top Gun on there as well. Now, I want to mention this movie very briefly. It it bugged me out. Um, this is a movie that I would not... I don't know if I ever want to watch it again, but 
it was just one that like really kind of just it, it, it hit me hard and I know it hit you hard too and that movie is Men that movie was fucked up uh, in so many different ways um, I won't get into any of the plot points because that movie's also depressing, but very cerebral, very odd, um, and I don't know. It's just one of those movies that 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 gets stuck in my mind. Uh, how, how did you feel about it? Um, I, I like I like it, but I also find it boring. It's weird. Yeah. Like I, I, it's slow. Yeah, I don't like it. I. This is not a film I would enjoy talking or dissecting about. Right. You know, I, <laughs> right. Like, we attempted. Yeah. And I was just like, we we got into like a fight. It was weird. Well, no, because like from a female's perspective, it's so different than like a male, and yeah. it was just it was such a weird movie. It wasn't a right for us to podcast on together. I, I do. <laughs> we I do think people, we had different viewpoints on it. <laughs> I do think, but I think that's the that's the point though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just a weird movie overall. Um, Top Gun was on there. Bodies, uh, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies was fun. Um, definitely an honorable mention. Like, I kind of think that, like, yes, I see what they're going for, but I also had to be like reminded many times by people on social media that this is what they're going for, and like, I got it. It's supposed to be a satirical look at like dumb teenagers and like. How stupid they are now! I kind of like, want to watch that right now. Yeah, right. It's it's good on rewatch <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Um, just meh overall though in terms of like how it all goes down in the end. And then um, my last honorable mention is Studio Six Six Six. Another Jenna Ortega. Yeah, rest in peace to the drummer yeah. for Foo Fighters. Who we were got, watching it the like yeah. when he died. When he died, it when, was when weird. The news came out. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, uh, I believe, is his name, and he got the best death in the movie, which is kind of cool. But uh, super sad. Like, I love Foo Fighters, man. Jen Ortega, like you said. Killing it again. That American. Fantastic. What was, what was it? American Heritage? Or she was in another horror movie that we watched, and they, like, turn, like, like I, I don't want to spoil that one, but it's on uh, Hulu. Is it? Where they, um, you know, uh, they, yeah. It's, like, about immigration and shit. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the movie's fucked up. Did I go over the worst of list? I can't remember, so I'm just We gonna... did. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay, because there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I think you said you, the whale, you went off on the whale. Oh, so, man, yeah. no, hey, little update since we recorded on this last time. I hate the whale even more now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about it being nominated for Best Picture? I think it's bullshit. I think people are pretentious as fuck, and I think that them nominating this movie is a reflection of that. I think that Aronofsky should not be fucking wasting his talent on fucking Fat Brendan Fraser. Go towards the light, and then that was the one Aronofsky-ish scene. Get the fuck out of here. Give me something fucking solid. Give me Mother. Give me fucking Requiem for a Dream again. Give me anything. Give me fucking... I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, like, listen. Overall, like, I thought, okay, like, wasn't that 824 as well? Or maybe not. But whatever. I, I was really excited because it was an Aronofsky movie. But super fucking fail. But overall... This, 2022. It was so good. It was a shit year. Yeah. However, for film. Fire. It was amazing. It was amazing. Now, I, as, we, as we're looking ahead. Yes. Um, the Oscars have uh, not aired yet at this present time. 
So what I've actually been doing or what I what I'm working on is watching every movie that's ever been nominated for Best Picture. Well, first off, you were gonna do just the winners. No, not just the winners. Uh, no, like that was your, and then you started listing them, and I was like, no, I was like, you can't miss this. Or that no, one. I wasn't gonna do the winners. I was only gonna do the past thirty years. Oh, that's right. But okay. now, like, there's I realize there's only four hundred eighty of them oh, only. Jesus. That's it. So yeah, I haven't counted how many I've actually seen. But so I'm you're gonna, doing this all year. You gonna yeah. watch all four eighty? I'm gonna try. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, it's going to take me longer than a year to watch Some all this. Some of them I, watched... I was shocked that they were nominated. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> but um, I thought it would be fun if um, we could predict or if we um, could guess who Best Picture is this year. Oh, okay. Um, so let me just pull up the list really quick here. <laughs> Top Gun. that's like literally that's the first one. <laughs> all right, so the 2023 nominees for Best Picture. Yes, there's a lot. Is Top Gun Maverick. It is nominated. Uh, oh, wow. Wo- woman Talking. Haven't seen it. Nope. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, the Banshees of Irishin. I can't pronounce it. I didn't hate that movie. I thought that was fun. It's fucking fingers. The fucking uh, dude. Yeah. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Okay. The Fablemans. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water. Elvis Tar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so The Whale isn't actually nominated for Best Picture. Thank He's, God. All right, so those are um, the nominees. So what do you think is going to win? Everything, all, everywhere, all at once, I think. That or what was the last one? Uh, Tar? Uh, Elvis? No. Uh, or Elvis. I, I think, you know what? I think Elvis might win. Yeah? I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I thought it was done stylistically and it was fun, um, even though it didn't make my top ten. I, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I see everything, everywhere, all yeah. at once winning. Yep. However, I think The Fableman should win just because it was technically so beautiful. But That's um, what I was going to say as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's a long shot for Triangle of Sadness, to be honest. But as, I'm, as I've been looking over the list of all these other ones, yeah. um, it... It feels like everything, everywhere, all at once kind of fits. But that's what I was going to say, too, though. Fablemans as well. Yeah. 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 So that's going to wrap up our 2022 extravaganza. And, baby, can I just say it has been an honor uh, watching all these movies with you. Definitely one of my favorite years watching movies with you. And you watched so much more this year. Thank you for saying that. Because, yes, I was going to suck my own dick, but you just didn't fool me. So thank you, baby. (laughs) I do what I can. No, No, it's been so much fun. Like, you... You make everything you make everything so much better in my life in general. And I just want to thank you on this episode because my movie watching experience has not only <laughs> it's not only like changed over the years, but it's gotten so much more refined since I've been with you. I look at movies in such a different way and like this year has gotta be one of the fucking highlight years so far. So thank you, Lacey Lou. And thank you, Dan. I love laughing with you. <laughs> I love laughing with you. <laughs> For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Lou. And I'm Dan Chase. Until next time. Bye. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. 
to see a marching band. He said, Son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? He said, Will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non believers? The plans that Because one day I'll leave you a phantom